the industry perspective is a space for those in the industry mm. to speak freely about their experiences without fear of retaliation or a negative review. Mm. The views and opinions shared here are solely that of the individual and do not reflect the establishments in which they work. With that said, yeah. if you feel offended by these jokes, fuck it. We weren't expecting to get tipped by you anyway. Sir, you have an STI that I don't even know exists yet. Hey, let's do this. <laughs> Done with y'all. Boom. Salud. Salud. That's good. Smooth. Getting smooth. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the podcast. We pull back the curtain, give you some insight what goes on in scenes at Fair Barn Restaurant. Let's call that the industry perspective. I don't even stumble that time anymore. I hope that the whoosh came through on the microphone. I think so. it was a real whoosh. <laughs> What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> Huzzah! Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Please, just let that be yeah, it from now on. Yeah, it's like the Please. low key bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Gets a chance to make shit, dude. Like Dave Filoni and Star Wars and John Favreau. John Favreau, dude. It's like, man, what ha- look what happens when you let the fans who mm-hmm. love this shit work on it. And they're also I'm, good stories. Make sure they're, they're also talented. Good stories, yeah. yeah, and they're also <laughs> talented. <laughs> Not all the fans need to be yeah. writing this shit. <laughs> it turns out Luke Skywalker is actually Anakin from the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you get some dumbass shit like oh, wait, that. There's no twist. <laughs> no one asked for it. Nobody Hell. wants those twists. Hell no. But speaking of talented, we yeah. have Seth. Joining us again. Thank you for coming back, man. Welcome. Yeah. And his yeah. McHandsome face. Yes, Mr. McHandsome face. Or is it Mc, uh, McHandsome sauce? I mean, it's awesome sauce. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, you walk right into that. Only if you're nasty. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. No shades today. Nah. No. He was, I put on, he was prepared for you. I put on oh, a hat. But he always shit. brings the shade. Oh, Ooh, shit. I do always bring the shade. Shade option. Oh, wow. Do I have to go get him now? Shade look at, look at white blade over here. Because as you 
our real fan should know, you were just on a few weeks ago, and mm-hmm. we were talking about The Lizard, yeah. um, which was a passion project for you to be a part of, and wrote, and, yeah. and everything, so, and yeah. started, and produced yeah. it. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that I would like to work on, Standpoint, the directors I'd like to work with. Uh, it, is his mic still they, muted? What was that? I'm, I'm not hearing you. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Is it blinking? It blinking? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. there we yeah, go. If it's blinking, <laughs> then it's muted. Yeah, no, no, no. He's good now. I clicked it once and it was still blinking. Okay. But I clicked it again and we're good. Okay. Um, yeah, as a, as a fan. <laughs> Let's not like start to, that to again. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, what? Uh, it would have to be Star Wars. Yeah, because to make the decision, like after having a for a while, come in, come in, son. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna make we're the gonna decision yeah. to turn <laughs> to uh, the arts and acting in my late twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, Harrison Ford, like his big break being Star Wars, I always looked up to that. I grew up on Star Wars. I don't love a lot of the new stuff they're doing, but then um, Rogue One. Uh, what was the um, Mandalorian Andor? Andor, yeah. yeah. I liked Andor. I can yeah. see you on Andor. I can yeah, see some you. Some of the grittier stuff, I feel like I could fit in. For. Absolutely. Sorry, I'm, I'm gonna try not to nerd out too much. But Andor, I thought was so good because it felt like the first Star Wars piece of material that they weren't trying to sell toys. That there was nothing right. for kids. This is right. like a real story that's happening in the universe. There's not any lightsabers. There's no Jedi mythology. Mm-hmm. There's just a story about humans, well, humans in another galaxy. Non-superpowered people, right. basically. And, just and real struggles. It's just a real gritty, good story. Felt told. like the stakes were really high because you didn't have magical powers. Mm-hmm. And I know not magical powers. Yes, but don't get me wrong. Love yeah. Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but like it was just like when we were talking about the Squid Games and shit, like the stakes actually felt high. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh fuck! Any of these motherfuckers could go. Right. I think Star Wars has a bit of an identity crisis because it was bought by Disney, and we know why they wanted to buy it. Well, because of, of course, the younger market and they yeah. can, you know all the uh, potential for selling products. But then a lot of the people who are diehard Star Wars fans are our age plus, thirties, forties, fifties. So those are the people that are going to like the the grittier stuff, <clears throat> the realistic stuff, the stuff that's true to the tone of the original series. Mm-hmm. And then you have these executives that are like, well, what are the four-year-olds going to want to buy a toy out? Sure. I mean, that, that even was George Lucas. I mean, that's what the Ewoks were in, like, the third one. And then, like, a lot of the stuff in, like, the prequels that I grew up on, I feel like most of us grew up on, there was a lot of, like, toys and stuff like that. So... We oh, expect. I got that. Are we being robbed? Are we being robbed on camera? Like that's fucking. I was like, uh, I don't know if we were expecting someone yeah. else, but what um, the fuck? Yeah, but yeah. So Star Wars. Four men look stunned. As <laughs> like, like, what? Are we gonna die on camera? That's weird. Man, that's not how it plays. Way to go. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Star Wars. I think uh, George Lucas had like that issue a little bit and that's why he bought the rights to all of like the merchandising and got super fucking rich but I think with um, John Favreau and Dave Filoni which we were just talking about I feel like them being fans of the show and knowing how to like give fan service in a way that's not just patronizing us mm-hmm. um, I think that worked out throughout the Clone Wars and with Mandalorian and then they kind of saw with Rogue One where it could go a little bit more gritty and a little bit off the the fucking Skywalker series, like okay, we right. we're good yeah. on all that. Mm-hmm. So 
Yes. I think the Disney thing kind of was baddish for a minute, but then I think they kind of starting to find their way. They're they're bit. doing a good job now. Yeah. It's yeah. just a super mega altruistic nerds that are like pissed Why off. so many big words? Super, because super they're so idea. fucking stupid <laughs> and they're annoying as fuck and just need to shut the fuck up already. <laughs> so, that. so much of it is tone because I, I like the vision and some of the abstract concepts that are employed in the uh, the newer sequels. Mm. But execution, tone, like keeping it real to what the original series felt like without it feeling too kiddish or without it being cartoony. Yeah. That's key. Sure. Well, do you guys feel like, like the, speaking of just like tone and like things getting a little bit too kiddish and corny and whatnot, do you guys feel like, how do you guys feel about the Christmas holiday as it is upon us? Mm. Some people feel a way about Christmas time being, well, some people think it comes too early. Like if it's not, if it's before Thanksgiving. Well, everyone hates it when you come too early. <laughs> that was really easy, but I'll give it to you. Yeah, it's, I just that was way too easy. I just, I just kind of lofted it up there. Kind of it's the right only easy the one you get today. <laughs> put it by the rim. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah I don't care. That was the obvious one. route. The I fact that no there was shame. no defense there was. <laughs> I have no shame. Come on now. <laughs> well, yeah. Do you guys feel like Christmas comes too early? Like holiday time i coming from the east coast i feel like in los angeles i don't feel christmasy no quite no. as much no. as, it was fucking 80 yesterday i think no. yeah yeah and like the temperature and the nature of it all is kind of a big part of it for me to feel like i'm in christmas mode yeah um but yeah i don't know do you mean as far as like when they start decorating when you start decorating early or just being or just christmas time in general is it does it get too corny you know what i mean because we are in that season right now Shout out to you guys. I don't think he gets too corny. For me, I feel like downtown Los Angeles could have more decorations and kind of do a little bit more better job of saying, hey, it's Christmas time because there is no snow. Yeah. The weather doesn't get that cold. So I feel like they could do a little bit. As I say that as I'm head to toe <laughs> covered up. But... I was cold and, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, wearing like a fucking North Face. <laughs> 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 no, but, but like they could be doing a little bit more Can to I capitalize. Can I on that though? Where would they put it? The decorations? Yeah. All down Broadway Street. Just Yeah, I mean there's just Broadway. Across the street. The there's whole a way. there's like all the shit like the, the fucking street lights and shit. Fucking yeah. hang lights on there, put wreaths or whatever the fuck it I is. Right. Yeah. Come on now. They don't even like the scooters down here. Well by they I mean the people who are living on the street. No yeah. offense. It's not like they're watching this, but I'm just saying <laughs> they destroy everything that they see. You, do you really want them climbing up a light pole to get rid of Christmas? I think that sounds like another <laughs> script concept. I might get to work on that. Kind of a bad Santa sort the of Christmas like, like, the Christmas Grinch, <laughs> Christmas Grinch, DTLA version. <laughs> I will tell you afterwards. All right, yeah, I'll yeah, answer that afterwards. Really well, okay, if that's not corny, how do you guys feel about like holiday or co- holiday cocktails or like? Drinks that are around. Well, to call back to the Grinch, I am the Grinch. I'm not very festive. Oh, yeah. Like, I have a huge family, so, like, I guess I have good memories of Christmas, but as an okay. adult, I'm just like, Ugh. if you're seeing somebody, it's like, oh, God. Now I have to figure out the right level of gift to, to get this woman. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a whole thing that, I add, that gets added to my, my list of things to do. Um, I have a huge family, I have eight siblings. 
nice. Christmas uh, in that sense. Oh, that's expensive. expensive. Very much. You guys are getting heartfelt letters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for real. Yeah, <laughs> we, no, we, we've moved to do the uh, the drawing where you get one person and everybody. Santa, yeah. something like that. Santa, yeah. imagine being in a family that big, but also that successful. What do you mean? To where everyone can be trusted to get everyone a gift. Oh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, me, me growing up, <laughs> somebody ain't getting a gift, man. I'm sorry. Depending on I, what I name you get. I was invited here. Not to sound That's like sweet or sentimental, because God forbid. But the time that I, I've tried to buy everybody gifts before, and I've done the elf thing that we do where I buy everyone or the one person the one thing. Yeah. Um, but one year I wrote everybody a handwritten card and did a little doodle because I draw a little bit. And I still get mentions about the handwritten notes where I wrote something nice to each person. They're still like, oh, yeah, that one year I still have that card on my shelf. And it's like the gimmicky thing that I bought someone for $45 the one year. They like, yeah, they broke. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> they use it. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Another one. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. That, that actually that. reminded me of something. So um, back in Phoenix, uh, there was one Christmas I was bartending and. I was bar lead at the time. And so I bought all of the bartenders their own bar keys, but with a name on it, not just their name, but a name that applied to, oh, it was their nickname or something that they did. Yeah. And I was at, um, I was at a wedding a couple months ago back in Phoenix and I ran into two of those bartenders because the third bartender was the reason I was there. It was their wedding. They got married to someone that they met at that bar. Shit. And the other two former bartenders, because they've since moved on, they were saying, oh, we still have your bar keys. Oh, that's and awesome. We, you know, even though we're not in the industry anymore, we still have your bar keys and we still yeah. like this and that. And was, that felt really cool because yeah, I, awesome. I bought that for them. It probably cost me 10, 20 bucks. I don't fucking remember. But I just thought it would be cool for everyone to have a bar key that had a little thing on it yeah. and it was just really nice to hear like a few That's years later cool. that they still have them those are some responsible yeah. bartenders because if we did that where we were <laughs> the next shift <laughs> you'd see that John had Jesse's and yeah. <laughs> Doug, we Rob would have mine bar and, key yeah. <laughs> we lose our bar key like three times a week Wow. No, but you're talking about the actual key to the Oh, okay. To the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To the liquor. Our actual key to the liquor cage. Yeah. It gets it gets uh, missing at least three times. And a that's week. mostly due to who? Okay, so sometimes I might take it home <laughs> by accident. Wow. It ends up in my the joke has become if it's missing. Ask Rob. No, exactly, legitimately, yeah. if the bar key is missing for more than a day, I get five texts from people. It's like, hey, have you seen the bar key? And it's always innocent like that. Like, hey, have you seen the bar key? Motherfucker, I haven't been at work for two days. But yes, it is in my apron. I will bring it back immediately. <laughs> they should just stop saying, hey, have you seen the bar key? Just can you drop it hey, off? Can you yeah. bring that shit back? But I, mean, haven't, you, I know you better about it. it. I have been better about it in the last like month or two. And that's you moved it from your apron to your pants? My thing now is when I go to restock, I basically just don't ever put it in my pocket. Like I just keep oh. it in my hand. At all times, so that I have to. And that might be because they attached it to a toy car that is yeah. about a foot long. So yeah, that yeah. It wouldn't get taken so home. So you can't anymore. take it home. They anymore. had to rob proof it. Yeah, they had to rob proof it. And yeah, the other day, day I went back to, uh, I had I couldn't find the other key, so I grabbed the one on the ridiculous car that you yeah. had to walk through the restaurant holding a toy car. Yeah. 
And I go to the back and I found the other key. It was still in the lock in the cabinet, of course. That is not me. I so did not do that. I had to grab enough bottles to come back. So I, I wedged the car into my pocket with the other key and walked back with, you know, four or five bottles. And then was about to go clock out and I realized I had the car and, and, the, and the other, <laughs> the key, other key. And I was like, pocket. see, it's easy. It still happened. It's <laughs> easy to still happen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's how yeah. it happens. It's been yeah. a long time since I worked at a place that had a bar key that yeah. they left to the bar. Oh, yeah. Last few places I've worked. Well, the place I work at now, we have a bar key, but we don't really need it. I'll put it that way. Not that yeah. we don't need it, but I'm sure. saying during the shift, the way that we do it, everyone knows where to go and how to get what they need. Gotcha. Um, but as far as working at a place where the bar had the key, it's been years Cause they don't trust us with that kind of shit. <laughs> they really and don't. They they really there was a, shit. The last place we worked at, I remember there would be bottles inside of the liquor room that were opened, and clearly something had been taken out oh, of shit. it. Oh shit! Y'all didn't have cameras, but we didn't have the keys. Oh, so they couldn't look at us. It was yeah. like so. It, was, it had to be the managers taking shit. Yeah. 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 I think our thing was like, uh, like. Back of house taking a lot of Red Bulls out of like our liquor cage mm. and stuff like that. Eh, Red Bulls, no, are gonna no Red Bull is safe. Uh, yeah, yeah, no Red Bull is no safe. No Red Bull is it's, safe. Yeah. That should just be written off whenever they order something. Dude, like they do we're gonna not lose this many. Off. They like are like on our ass every inventory about like why are we down five Red Bulls? Why you do you why? think? You I got, know I got pulled because aside. you scheduled five people to Clopin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what so, do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to Clopin on a brunch Sunday. I just feel like you got five Bulls should just be like. Marked off absolutely because it helps employees perform absolutely right yeah as does alcohol I mean maybe they should have a you know a little bit of a budget in for that everything some some places do with the everything no but uh yeah how many holiday cocktails have we seen that have Red Bull on it like Red Bull on the menu zero I they might have Red Bull Red which is actually pretty fucking tasty if you guys have ever had it it's like watermelon flavored Red Bull but um I can't think of a (laughs) I don't maybe no one's <laughs> Why did you look at me and laugh? Because you went like this. Yeah, yeah you like, oh, like, no. Mm-hmm. You just, uh, I was like, no. that you were against it. I yeah. said, I know. I've never tried it. Yeah, it just oh. felt personal. It felt very <laughs> personal. I felt that. Um, but moving on. Uh, I can't think of any like energy-flavored uh, holiday cocktails. I did find one recently called a cable car. Cable it's, car. It's kind of like a... It's basically a sidecar but with um, like a spice rum instead of uh, Hennessy. Uh, and it's actually pretty good. Oh, you also put like a cinnamon sugar rim around it. If it Ooh. tastes festive, it's pretty, it's pretty Sounds good. Sounds nice, yeah. Yeah, I made it uh, last week for someone. They were trying to get a sidecar. I was like, hey, I want to try something on you. And they're like, whoa, that's a little aggressive. I was like, we yeah. just met. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they actually liked it. It's pretty good. That's um, what's up. And then our... Restaurant now has eggnog. Redacted? Yeah, our redacted <laughs> restaurant has oh, eggnog God. on the menu. And they Why? also have... Uh, eggnog cocktails. They have two eggnog cocktails. Yeah. One is just spiced eggnog. The other one is egg espresso martini. Hate it. Hate it. <laughs> you heard right. Yeah. Now put that shit in your pocket, on that bro. note, whenever someone asks for it, it's Establish that one, you have to like spit up alcohol because, like, it's just like <laughs> regurgitate the shot. I like one that. thing about this cocktail. What do you like about it? Is that every time someone 
pronounces an espresso martini to me as an espresso martini, they're getting an espresso martini. <laughs> they're getting an espresso. I, I track that. Yeah. yeah. Bartenders, yeah. I track that. Yeah. Because some like, people pronounce espresso, espresso. Like, yeah. like if it's expedited, like if it's faster <laughs> yeah. than another coffee, yeah. espresso. Well, it makes you go yeah. faster. Uh, so when they ask for an espresso martini, I'm, I'm going to miss here. And pour the espresso martini because it's technically closer than an espresso martini. It is, it is. But I hate it because it's six different. It's six touches. This oh, cocktail. Yeah, but oh, before God. that, I gotta say that's what brings us to the whiteboard because I had someone ask me for an espresso martini. No way. And then her friend immediately said, "Can you make a whiskey martini?" And I looked at her and I said, "The best I could do is a whiskey sour." She's or, like, "Oh yeah, that." That's what right. I meant. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like Manhattan. I, I found I found this happening no, more recently. No, that's not what they weren't. They, they were going. For they that. weren't Manhattan drinkers. I'll okay. put it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I they looked like they just came from the redacted restaurant. Mm. Mm. Manhattan <laughs> is a city, and that's it. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. So I knew it wasn't Manhattan. But, so that's why I immediately said, "Do you mean whiskey sour?" Ugh. This this is happening to me more often too. People will say, "I want a tequila martini," um, and I'll be like, "Do you want olives with that?" And they'll be like, "No." And I'm like, "Do you mean you want a lemon drop?" And they're like, "What is what is that?" I'm like, "It's like it's in a martini glass, but it's sweet." Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, with with tequila," and I'll be like, "Sure, I can do that for you." But they're referring to anything in a martini glass as a martini, whatever you call it, as a martini. So. I'm not going to lie, though. I, I did it. walk in one time, and I was already a little lit. Let me really? preface this yeah. story with lit? that. On the job? <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Right. I, was I wasn't even. This is, oh, this is not at Redacted. Redacted. Uh, I walked into a random restaurant one time and decided to ask the bartender for a dirty martini with mezcal. And I'm not going to lie. I was like, look, you're going to judge me for this. I want a dirty martini mezcal. It was delicious. I loved it. I looked classy drinking it, but I was just a dirty scumbag drinking mezcal with olive juice, and I would do it again. <laughs> I, I would never have thought of that. Where did no. you get they that? They go well together. Because, you know, do like, they? like the savory and the Sounds mezcal. toxic to me. I, I want them to break up. I don't want that relationship <laughs> toxic, to last. I'm going to tell you call. right now. <laughs> I'm going to be that friend texting her like, yo, you should leave you him. Should, you could do better. <laughs> You can do better. You can do. You can do Paloma. I'm not saying it makes it onto a cocktail list anywhere. I'm just saying that my weird ass makes it on your cocktail list. <laughs> I worked at a place where last this time last year actually where we would revamp the whole entire bar and yeah. completely oh, yeah. deck it out in Christmas lights and everything. And oh, yeah. uh, so I feel like I'm going to backtrack a little bit. So maybe doing a little too much much but not doing enough can also just not bring that christmas spirit too when spirit. you do too much then you're kind of like fuck i don't want to fucking hate christmas now because now i'm out here i gotta build six different fucking trees to put them all around the fucking bar now i gotta climb up here and watch this so i can put these lights up here and then yeah. tape this up there and this and that and now we gotta do prep for the fucking drinks oh my god the Crap, bro. Jesus Christ. I fucking hate eggnog so much. Because I was building these giant-ass cameras of eggnog in this uh, cider. And, oh, my God. It's it's okay to have, like, three tops. 
Eh, maybe depends on how much work goes into them. Yeah, three, four tops of like holiday drinks. You know, as long as they're super easy to do, and you're gonna prep. There's a person's job it is to prep that. Yeah, but when you revamp the whole menu, a lot of work for like one month. For a month, yeah. like yeah, yeah. thirty days tops. I think it but you, on the type of place too, though. Yeah, and when yeah. your staff, when your front of house staff is like eight people, you know, it's that's a lot of work. I think it's eight people, maybe. Wait, how do you feel about coquito? I gotta make some. I keep. I, it's that okay. season. I had to make some. Coquito. I would so love maybe some. the next time we record, I'll probably make. You some. heard it here first. We're getting coquito next week on the industry perspective. But yeah, it's just when you're working in the service industry and you work at a place that this goes over the top. Me personally feeling like, dude, this is so much and really worth it. Sometimes it is because it drew in a big crowd. Yeah. So I guess it is worth it, but also like having to put the stuff up and then take it all down and all the prep that goes into the drinks and stuff. And you don't really have extra pans you're hiring to do some of this prep. It does wear down on you. So it's it's somewhere right there for me where I'm like, ah, is it worth it? A little bit, maybe. I don't know. It just depends on how I'm feeling that day. I feel like with that, it, it comes down to like you knowing like the pros and cons of that for your particular bar because mm-hmm. like if you, I think you said like that bar was kind of known for their Christmas yeah. spirit, and so people are coming around for that, mm-hmm. and that might be their biggest sells of the year. It is. is that, yeah, that's it, what I figured. It absolutely was. And that's, then, like, um, I know we were thinking about for, like, our um, our bar team's, like, Christmas holiday party or whatever, we were trying to find a, a Christmas-themed bar. And there's not but so many of those in the L.A. area because yeah. L.A. doesn't really do Christmas like that. But, um, yeah, we were looking for a bar like that, and it was kind of hard to find, especially one to accommodate, like, our whole bar team. Um but yeah, there's a, I think there's one that I really want to go to, uh, EP and LP. They're having like kind of a pop up holiday bar um, situation, and it looks really really good. Pop up shit is cool as long yeah. as I I think with holiday cocktails they should all be fucking pre batched. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you're gonna have yeah. a lot of people coming because it <clears throat> happens once once a year. You know, yeah. pop up or whatever it is, pre batch all that shit. Make sure you got enough. Make sure you got people that are pre batching it for you. Let your bartenders do. Do what they do best, which is serve the cocktails and talk to guests. Yeah. yeah. And I add to that. You can and should pre-batch them because whatever's left over at the end of the season, give it to your team. Yep. You got bottles left over. You got drinks left over. That's better for morale. Yeah. Give them that when everything's said and done. Hey, at the end of this shift, however much of this particular cocktail we have left, that's how much we're going to pour. Take if it. you want one, take it. If you don't, we just write it off anyway. It doesn't right. matter. You just expend it. That Those are the types of things that keep your team engaged and make it, I wouldn't say easier, but make it a little bit more worthwhile where they're doing all this work and say that the, the guest turnout isn't quite there. So then you feel like it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Well, if I know I'm going to get, if I'm going to get to drink this shit that I put all this work into at the end of the night or someone else put this work into then even if we don't have enough guests, you make me feel like you actually appreciate me, then I'm going to work harder for you, especially during the holiday season. And for a lot of these bars and restaurants and everything, they don't get a holiday party at all, but they will work 50 of them during the season and feel as though wherever it is they're working does not fucking care about them. Yeah. 
Oh no, this is literally just our bar team. We just kind of like each other, so we were just kind of like, let's just go hang out after work. Like our and see, oh, like, it wasn't exactly a business. No, 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 the exactly. corporate oh. has nothing to do with this at all. Like our yeah, they don't give a fuck. Like there's no holiday party going on at the restaurant at all. It's just like our bar team was just like, hey, it's literally like a couple of like the girls like on our team were just like, hey, do you guys want? And I never thought about it. I was like, oh, I guess we could do that. And it's like a white elephant like kind of gift exchange but it's not even mandatory it's like we just want people to show up if you want to <clears> cool you can participate if not cool um, yeah the restaurant does nothing at all for well, us of course that doesn't surprise you know, we all feel completely unappreciated yeah <laughs> if we had ex- extra eggnog that we could take home not that i would but at least i'd feel yeah that's like an option no <laughs> yeah. everything has to be accounted for down to the quarter ounce yeah. so like it's yeah. just like none of that shit is even an option like it's just going to be yeah. waste logged or whatever that's fucking bullshit yeah. i think also for certain restaurants you could easily put a cocktail or two on your menu that included i don't know spiced rum nutmeg cinnamon without needing to go buy a big inventory of egg new shit yeah new stuff that you might have left over. I think you could easily adjust a few cocktails, be a little creative, have something on your menu for a few months without needing to spend a lot and then have the, you know, the concern that it might not sell well. Yeah. yeah. But that way you have something on the menu. Because I, I think yeah. that's worth doing. It's festive. It's uh, it's fun. People are like, oh, there's a, co-, you know, there's a holiday cocktail. But that's, so that's where proper planning comes in. One or yeah. two, one or two, but it's still going back to what I said. Your bar... So yeah. I walked into like a, a so top, like a little. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if I walked into a little divey cocktail bar and they had like four holiday cocktails, I would roll my eyes. I would be like, "Can I get?" <laughs> Is this a pop up? <laughs> yeah. What are you guys doing? I hundred percent feel that. I'd be like, Can like, I what? just get a like a, a I could whiskey, whiskey sour? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But no, you know, they have a martini, sir. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, if they happen to have like a spiced uh, whiskey sour or something, I'd be like, oh yeah. I'm or they have, that. or they have a top shelf Long Island. I was about to say, what if you walk into this place, they turn a Long Island into a festive? As, cocktail. If there are Christmas lights around the glass, yeah. I would order it. You know? No, it's just all top shelf booze. You, you got, you have to name it. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. That's the only way I'll drink it. You can't In Long say Island, it's just a top shelf Long. <laughs> In Long Island. <laughs> in Long Island. In Long Island? Okay. Dude. I think That's I would okay. try anything with that name. At least once. <laughs> Actually, yeah. 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 I'd be I'd be down to try that. When's the last time you made a top shelf Long Island? Probably three weeks ago. Jesus, that's way too soon. Yeah. <laughs> And the thing is, it's a it's a weird thing because we have no way of actually inputting it, and so now I got to go to my bar manager, and she's like, "Well, I guess you do a shot of this, and do you do a shot of that?" And like, we're not doing full shots of the in there, but just like trying to figure out how to, because we got to account for every liquor that we're doing, and I don't think any bar can handle that. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I don't think any bar has a way of inputting a top shelf Long Island because some, you shouldn't be do. making a top yeah, shelf. No, some, some do. I've worked. God, I've worked yeah. oh, I'm sorry. God. I'm sorry to I ruin mean, that. Any, I'm just saying because I know somebody else out there is working at a fucking place that has that button because I've worked at a place that had that, that button. They have a fucking button for top shelf Long yes. Island. Typically, any place that get something ordered and if they're logical enough sure. if they get something ordered often enough they will find a button for yeah. it Weird? well they who, should because who are these people yeah. who are these motherfuckers <laughs> ordering <laughs> top shelf Long Island's with frequency what fucking 
fucking place is this? You want to know how I handle it when someone comes in and asks for a top shelf Long Please Island? Please tell me. Get out. I get a little professional. I say, our Long Island is already top shelf, sir. Ooh. And then I make it as I would have anyway. Yeah. 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 Yu-Gi-Oh! Trap card. <laughs> with that Uno reverse. Because like, what, what really is top shelf? Right? I mean, let's go. I mean, when it comes to a Long Island, <laughs> there isn't one. Because yeah. our, our, our There are well, no shelves. It's well just basements. Is, our well Joey could be top shelf somewhere else. That's fair. Sorry. Redacted. God damn it. It's <laughs> making the editing harder for me, my friend. That's the first time <laughs> today. It was at least, first time today. At least three times. Like here's, here's, yeah. here's my thing, too. Is the people that are ordering it, right? Wow, you're doing a lot over there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm about to stop. <laughs> so Because so I was chilling. Yeah, I was like, God. But now, <laughs> now, he's getting, now he's a villain. Now, now, I'm, gonna, now I'm getting. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. I was chilling first, but now uh, I'm oh, getting to that man. point. It reminds me of like when people say like, oh, I can taste a difference. It's, no, you fucking can't. No, you, you can't. You can't. Yeah. And you're yeah, a fucking doesn't... piece of shit liar, you piece of shit. Get the fuck out of my face. Goddamn liar! Do you lie to your family like that? You kiss your mother with that lying mouth, lying whore. Because it's it's they're just like people that drink wine who can swear they can tell the difference. Some can, most of them can't. I had an experience last year too where I gave this lady one thing and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." That was actually her. She's like, "No, this is mine because I can tell the difference." And I'm like. Mm. Okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Stupid. It's ass. like when you don't put vermouth in any of your martinis, but they're like, "Oh, I think." Well, you can't do that in LA because oh, I, I don't. But like, white women know, out here do not it. like vermouth. That's my point. So you just oh, never use it. Yeah. And whenever someone asks for a martini, and no one ever knows that you it's can't missing. Fucking yeah. Yeah. You guys make all your martinis dry, pretty much. Pretty much. Mm, not interesting. I mean, no, I, just straight I, up. I, I not don't even dry. Just straight up. Respect. No vermouth. Because if, once I moved out here. I found out vermouth doesn't exist to a lot of people out here. They don't want that flavor. And actually, shout out to Tristan. Um, He summed it up perfectly. We were having a conversation about this a couple days ago, actually a week ago. Um, He was saying that when it comes to a classic martini, it's supposed to be gin anyway, of course, but people switched to vodka because they didn't like the flavor of gin. Yeah. Well, then people then took the vermouth out because they didn't want the taste of the vermouth. They just don't want flavor. That's why vodka is so boring because vodka doesn't fucking taste Tastes like, like anything. anything. And it mm-hmm. absorbs the flavor yeah. of whatever you put it with. Yeah. Like, yeah, just like a dry vodka martini. It's like, just tell me you want to get fucked up. Like, yeah. Vodka is a missionary. A cup of vodka. Yeah. I just yeah. want a cup of vodka chilled. Please. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But, but a martini. <laughs> but in a martini, so I look, so I don't look like a piece of shit just taking shots. Yeah, give me that. Yeah. That's if somebody came up to me and said that, I'd be like, oh, "Fuck yeah, here you go, man. Here you go. Here's your vodka martini, straight up, so you don't look like a piece of shit." I respect that. Yeah. Well, the top. Thank shelf, you for not ordering a top shelf Long Island. Well, I was going to say the top shelf Long Island doesn't that not fall into the same category as like the classe azul margaritas? Yes. Because it's just like. You don't really taste the you're difference, not gonna but you just it. want to you, be you able to say. You don't know what you're ordering. Yeah, you don't Unless, know what you're ordering, right. but you just you want to know for yourself and for the people around you that I spent extra money. So now look at me and look how good I am. Yeah, right. look how much yeah, yeah. better I am for drinking this. Weird. Oh, flex, it tastes bro. so much better. I mean, and if you're tipping well, 
<laughs> it's all the same to me. But the right. people that do that well. are not the And that's the problem. The yeah. They never tip yeah. well. They're never tipping well. I wouldn't have a problem with you ordering some fuck shit if you tipped me for it. But if you don't tip me for it, now I have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you're showing now me I how trash you. of a person now you are. Now you're asking I just don't to get educated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to tell you. So one of my biggest pet peeves with margaritas is when someone tells me, I can't taste the tequila. And my whole <clears> thing <throat> with margaritas is that they're literally made with proud. an acidic citrus so that you don't taste alcohol. Yeah. It's so, same thing with lemon drops. So I get that all the time. If it's a double, also. you're still not going to taste it, really. Oh, not really. Yeah. It goes with 90% of cocktails you're not supposed to. It's yeah. supposed you're to. Not supposed like they're to. constructed it's, to be balanced. It's such a tired phrase, and I'm so sick of hearing it, but as long as we're all bartending, we're never going to stop hearing it. And yeah. It's never going to stop. And no matter what we do with this show, people are always going to say it. So it's just like, yeah. You know what? Oh, that's fine because I'm, I'm gonna keep talking though. shit. Oh yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and, and even and even with these two here, when the person ordered the espresso martini, <sighs> they were like, "Oh, make it strong." It's a fucking martini. The there's fuck only so mean? much I can do. I'm sorry. There's it. There's only so much I can yeah. do. I can only give it to you one way. Would you like two at once, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because like if I if I break the specs to make it stronger, I'm not making that cocktail anymore. I'm making some fuck shit. Yeah, but anytime a cocktail is a martini, yeah, there is no making it stronger. I'm it's sorry. Design. I have a solution. If you really want to feel the impact of the alcohol, I can just throw it in your fucking face. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> then impact. you'll taste feel it and feel it. <laughs> Getting your eyes, that'll get you stronger. Yeah, there you go. Soak it up into your fucking pores, you yeah. dumb fuck. Now do you feel the alcohol? Is it hitting oh, you now? Man. What about a Christmas Asshole. cocktail that is made to just be showered over the guest? Oh, mm. mistletoe. Mistletoe, we would call it. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what? It's a, a Christmas cocktail called mistletoe that uh-huh. you hold over them. You just hold over it and you pour it on them. Pour it on them. Oh, so you just yeah, it's yeah. a top shelf Long Island. Boom! But pour it on them directly. Pour it over their head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you pouring drinks on top like of customers? Elf on the shelf? Ooh. Is that a cocktail? The, the, the Jersey Elf on the shelf. There you go. Yes, the yeah. Jersey Shore Elf on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. Wait, the I'm Jersey lost. Shelf. Are you? Is the customer opening their mouth or are you just pouring it on top oh, of their just head? Just on the top head. of them. Oh, yeah, it's just okay. Just it's over them, so it's a mistletoe. Oh. <laughs> I get it. Now. All right. That's, funny. <laughs> That's funny as shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know the last time I made a top shelf Long Island, and I don't want to know. It's well, you had a button for it at some point, so that's, no, that that's what I mean. It was so long nuts. ago. I don't remember where I worked or when that was. What I want to know, but I know it existed. What were the top shelf liquors? All it, shelf? all it was at that bar was Kettle, Bacardi. Um, it's these are our wells. Yep, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sapphire, I want to say, Ugh. and then the I don't remember the tequila. So I get it ago. if you're at a dive I think bar the tequila might have been Merlot, like actually. A oh, bottle that's show. like plastic or something, not yeah. not plastic. But yeah, like yeah, if, yeah. if you're at a dive bar and they're making Pop like it with trash, well, yeah. and people have had gone out and had multiple Long Islands, woken up really hungover, and they're like, I got to do the instead of changing my ordering routine, I'm just gonna. <laughs> They actually choose higher quality other cocktails. Yeah, um, but 
Yeah, if it's if it's not a trash place, they're not making it with I, trash. Yeah. I do have something to say. Mm. Being in downtown Los Angeles, I don't think any customer has merit to say, give me like a top shelf, whatever, because correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the bars here, they all have great shit in their wells. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. no bar wants to be the bar that has a shitty yeah, well or shitty. There. So yeah. this is a huge assumption because I haven't been to all the bars in downtown. But a lot of the places here in downtown all have great wells. We've managed to explore some of them. Their wells are pretty standard. Almost every bar has like Tito's, mm-hmm. either Old Forster or uh, Buffalo Trace. Um, both both are great whiskeys, bourbons, or whatever. Yeah. Like or and most mezcals are pretty great too. So almost every well in downtown Los Angeles is great shit. So just have it that way. Stop. Paying extra to impress your fucking oh, friends, ask what man. the wells are. A lot of times, if I'm, if I'm oh just my god, too much, yeah, I, I, you know I what? Wish somebody would ask well, that. I, I mean, oh maybe god. for Long Island where there are five, but like if I just want a quick shot, yeah, and they're, I'm like, uh, I'll just do a shot of tequila, and they're like, well, would you have a preference? I'm like, what's your well? And yeah. if it's not something I've never heard of, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll have that. That's fine, you know. Boom. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess if someone was like, what are your, what is your well Long Island? I would tell them. I'd have a little attitude about it, but I'd tell them. They you know? still, yeah. Because that's like, that's when people ask for like the fucking Casamigos and shit. I'm like, are you sure, man? Like the shit I got right here is better. Oh, but, man. you know, it's. I still do the thing where like. Just I, ask they, me what's in the well. They ask me what tequila is and I go through the list of like 12 tequilas and Casamigos is always the last one. That's always the one they go with. No, well, so yeah, I did the reverse. For me, I would yeah, I yeah. would always say that one first. Yeah, so I say we have yeah. a bunch. Um, we have Casamigos. The only Don Julio we have is 1942, and then I continue from there because those are the two most often. Don called. Julio, <laughs> I realized Don Julio was so popular until the last six months, kind of. Yeah, but yeah, when did uh, Don Julio 70 become so popular? I had it's not that I hadn't heard of it I just hadn't seen it that often <clears throat> and when I would see it I would almost never see it poured mm-hmm. but the last six nine months yeah. I'm getting so many people trying to order Don Julio 70 yeah who told you about this it's become like, a very popular thing yeah. yeah I can't taste the difference between it and Don Julio well I think what's happening is that Casamigos, when it first got really popular, mm-hmm. became it was like it was better. It was better than having Jose Corbo right? and Patron. A, or Patron, yeah. yeah. And, and like at least that's how it was like branded, and it worked. And so people would go out and they'd ask for a Casamigos. It was really popular. I think like 2018, 2019, uh, not long after it came out. And then it started to get a little bit of stigma because it was so popular as things tend to go. Right. So then people wanted to order the next best thing. Uh, to to be because you know how people are they want to appear to be on the cutting edge they want to look like they spend a little more than everyone else so Casamigos became so popular that some people were like oh well I'm gonna do I think Don Julio became the call for that for like the crowd that goes out and drinks a lot of Casamigos like the kind of like Bud Light drinkers right like that's the beer so then they're like oh I'm gonna step it up from Bud Light I don't know what's next from Bud Light Heineken Heineken right yeah Yeah. so like for the honestly I feel that. Yeah, 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 right. That was the, that was when, a good when, call. Yeah, when right. I when I think of the the way that other people people on this side yeah. of the bar think, yeah. right, it sounds like their frame of thought. Yeah, right. Like, like I don't have any information on this thing. No, this is I just think it's better because 
I've only seen these people drink it or mm-hmm. um, I just discovered it because I saw a new commercial. Or two more. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think that's why Don Julio became more popular more recently. Somehow it got, in people's minds, it became the step up from Casamigos. It is, yeah. I honestly, outside of 1942, I have not really seen many bars that just had Mad Don Julio no. until fairly recently. I, I've worked a few, but never where they have a lot of it, unless they're the type of establishment that, similar to Redacted, yeah. uh, where they have multiple <laughs> locations. Yeah. And yeah. then they'll have a Don Julio because, because they have like a relationship with them. Yeah. It's a more corporate thing. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you step outside of chains and corporations or whatever, Don Julio is not something you see that often. Yeah. Yeah. i tell you guys about the time. I don't remember. I might have said it on the podcast before, but when I was going through my list of tequilas and I was, I said something to the effect of, we don't have Don Julio, but we have a bunch of other tequilas that you may not have heard of in rap songs. Anyway, so these are the, <laughs> and I just started this and they were so offended. They're like, oh, wait, are you, are you saying I look like a rapper? And I was like, sir, it's oh. seven. Just talking about how you're coming from Atlanta and all this other type mm. of stuff, and, and was, you have dreads. I did not have dreads. Oh, no dreads. but only because he was—he was, he was like older, a little bit slightly oh. older, but like an E40 older. Like he just—he oh. was just like kind of like he looked like he was in that world a little bit in the industry, maybe. And yeah, he just—it mm. was him and it's like two girls, and like they were just like, "Should I be offended right now?" Uh, I was like, yes. "Bro, no, yes, just show your tequila." I'm just telling you, we got a bunch of tequilas that you're gonna look at me confused about because you probably haven't heard them, but we have them, and they Take are probably offense. better than Casamigos and Don Julio. Now that but is something I would Take never offense. say. I don't think you get away with it. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, think, I don't think can't. So. You yeah. can't. No. I mean, yeah, but so. what I, the route I typically <laughs> take is I'll try to, if they don't want Casamigos, is I'll try to pitch it a little bit in a fancy way because people tend to if something sounds fancy yeah they like gravitate towards it because again True. people want to look like they can spend so like no but we have this other one that's single estate stone milled it's very similar to casamigos in price <laughs> el tesoro or yeah Dura. Mm. but yeah so I'll, I'll call something like that and then just upsell it a little bit to make it sound like right fancy yeah you know I mean? and that's the thing is those are actually cheaper than what we're selling casamigos for right now but they're better tequilas Go right. figure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how it is. Supply and demand. Yeah. What about, um, what's the last time you guys sold 151? We don't I have don't know it. That I've ever worked somewhere that had it, but I have stories about drinking it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last time I sold a 151. Last time I sold it was when we were working at Carla's. Yeah. I actually yeah. don't know if I've had a, worked at a bar that had 151. I, I have. I've worked at, I've worked at a few. The last time I sold 151. I want to say it was about 2018. Yeah. Damn. 2018 was the last time I sold one. Because it was just that one bottle that just happened to be there. Oh, it's like a bottle just like stays there. Like it was just really, there yeah. and no one knew what it was. Right. And because <laughs> where I was working at the time was like up north. It was Pacific Northwest. Got you. So they weren't on 151 like that. They don't like craft So it was just, was just there. It was Got just you. a bottle that just sat there. And plus that establishment didn't sell stuff like that. Right. Um. So yeah, yeah, that was the last time I sold one. Um, yeah, but as far as stories of 151. Oh yeah, let's go there. Oof. For sure. The last time I had 151 was actually kind of tame. I was in Boracay, sitting on the beach, and uh, 
I was sitting there drinking it, waiting for my food to come out, and I forgot how hard that shit hit you. By the time my food came out, I was like, man, you better box that. <laughs> I'm not eating that here. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I got enough in me to finish this shot, and I gotta get out of here. I'm not. I'm not good. This is like 11 o'clock at night. Dude. I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to get on that shuttle bus. <laughs> I'm fucking done, man. man. I actually do have a, a service industry story. I wasn't selling it. Okay. Oh. So a brief history of my my service industry experience, not my resume, but... Origin um, story. Origin story. Uh, I started off in college bars. I worked security, then moved my way up to head of security for that little college bar, and then moved the bar back. Then I'm changed schools and ended up as a bartender. I took the uh, bartending class and actually got me a bartending job at a restaurant. Nice. It's like a fine dining beach restaurant in Florida. And then uh, wasn't making enough there. So I got a, a bar back job at like a high volume college bar. Like tatted up mohawks, like it was a high volume spot. They were not college kids though. They were like dudes who did this. The know, dudes that wouldn't leave the college. They were like area. us now, pretty much. <laughs> nice. You know, uh, so uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah the, the dudes just, that, that hadn't left the college. It was a bigger city, yeah. but bunch of bad wilders. Um, but the, the people that got into that spot, I got really lucky to get in because it yeah. was really high volume and it was good money. Yeah. And so they were like, yeah, just so you know, your first shift, you have initiation. I was like, okay, whatever, man. You know, I can, I can take a little initiation right there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just playing with our chords. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the, at the end of the shift, after like taking out the bar mats and hosing them down. Not muted. Uh, they, they lit. Is everybody okay? Mike was. I don't know what's going on. I think we're good. I think we're good. Sound. This is the end of the story, I promise. No, I like yeah. the story. Let's go. No, I'm listening. It's just because my mic was flickering, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to fix that. And then he was like doing this, and I'm like, oh, well, that's what was I'm wrong always with doing it. this. Go ahead. So, so, so this is a college bar. They did nickel beers. It's that type of place. Nickel beers. Nickel beers, 50 oh, cent picture, pitchers. So oh. it was Bud Select because oh. they got a deal on the keg. We would go through like 20 kegs. I'm literally bringing out kegs. Every half hour on a, on a wheelbarrow, uh, not a yeah. wheelbarrow, on a dolly, dolly. Yeah, 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 and then bringing them up several like uh, several steps of stairs nope. to the bar. Nope. And uh, and then and then like I had to like sometimes I just pick them up and carry them and then so I'm barbacking. It's my first night. I'm slammed. At the end of the night, they they put 151 in the snifter, and they're like oh. s- they're like stand on the bar. Oh. And they they light it on fire. They're like you gotta. So I had to pull down my pants. Stick st- stuck it to my ass. Like, granted, they just gave me my tip out, which was like four hundred bucks. My first fuck yeah, like, cash for for barback. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. And they're like, now sh- shake your ass. So I shake my ass with this, like it suctions to my ass. The snifter of one fifty one that the the fire goes out, but it like because of the flame, it's it sucks. The fire went out, and then the real heat came. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so I'm shaking my ass. Quick question: How much of the snifter is filled? Because the snifter is like eight. 12 ounces. 8 ounces. Well, they didn't fill it. They put like oh, 2 okay. ounces or something. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I thought they were like trying to fill the snifter up. I was like, no, that's no. death. Okay. Well, they knew that when it was stuck to flesh, uh, the flame would go out, but it would create a suction, so it would stick. Gotcha, right? yes. So then I had to drink it, and of course it smelled like uh, ass. ass hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
So that's the only place I've worked at that had 151, and it was Florida, and it all makes sense. Of course it was Florida. <laughs> of course it was that Florida. Everything makes sense. Anywhere else but Florida. Florida man. I was Florida man. He was man, Florida man. man. <laughs> Anywhere else but Florida, that would be like, Sexual did you call the cops? Did, are you okay? <laughs> you do that shit in Florida, it's like, yeah, it's, just, it's not even a Monday night. That's not even a Tuesday. That's that's 1 p.m. That's that's Florida. I can, can I tell you something I funny that, that happened to me? Yes. I mean, that's what we, the show's about. That's what we do. Okay. <laughs> I told you this. Uh, about a week or two ago, we had this party or whatever, and you know those people that, I don't want to say they're like friendly, but they try to be cool with you and this and that. I hate them. Because yes. you know when they get drunk, they're super fucking annoying. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Cool. Don't bro had me one if you the, don't know me. I, yeah. I, I live by that. I'll give you that. I like that. Had one of those, right? He didn't get super drunk, but... Uh, he had a couple of drinks, whatever this, and then he comes back up and he asked my coworker Kyle. He was like, "He's like, oh, what's the best drink?" He's like, "What's the best drink you make?" And he, I already felt it. I I didn't look. He didn't have to make eye contact with me, oh, yeah. but I looked at him and I just felt like his aura, just like <laughs> all energy was going to you. Yeah, like he was like Goku powering up, getting angry. It just I felt it. Uh, and he was like, "Well, this is pretty good. I like that." He's like, "This this one that we have is good." He's like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. He's like. But what do you make that's really good? And he paused. And then he looked at me. Looked at him. Looked at me again. He's like, well, he's the real bartender. I was like, you motherfucker. You did not just throw me under the the fucking bus and drive that bitch. Yep. So the guy goes, all right, so what do you make that's really good? And I'm like, anytime your bartender points at another bartender and says, oh, they're better than me. Even if they are, it doesn't matter. They're saying that because they don't want to fuck with you. <laughs> yeah. I need yeah. you to understand. Yeah. They yeah. have just handed your ass off like a fucking baton. <laughs> you should end whatever course of action oh, you're on. Oh, man. But, yeah. yeah. I've been that guy so many times. So <laughs> I've been like, hey, well, this is the best bartender. This, this is the guy. Yeah, guy right? It's like, you son of a bitch. I get my drinks from them. <laughs> I've, I've trained bartenders and then have someone ask me that shit and be like, well, they trained me and I just walk away. <laughs> Wait, what do you so, do? Call me a liar? Don't. Now we're in the thick of it. So the guy asked me and I'm like, all right, well, what do you like? He's like, oh man, I like anything. I'm like, Mm. No, give me like, something. I was like, okay, well, well, what's, you like whiskey, tequila, mezcal? He's like, oh, I love mezcal. I'm like, okay, cool. All right. I got something for you. I just made them an old fashioned, whatever. Oh, this is so great. Comes back five minutes later. He's like, man, you were really heavy handed with that pour. I was like, oh, yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. You like it? He's like, oh, it's amazing. He walks away. I look at Kyle. I said, bro, I used the jigger. It was two ounces. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I measured that shit, bro. (laughs) It's old fashioned. It's meant to be spirit forward. I don't know. But, <laughs> People Jesus are Christ. fucking funny and stupid. Yeah, I love this job. For, for every make it strong, <laughs> there are five people who make it strong. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Nothing. It's it's the chords. No, when you like, bumped the table, oh. all of the audio went out. <laughs> Hello. Stop oh. bumping the table, all my right. boy. My <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think sometimes that just it comes down to like. Shout out to Kyle. Comes down Asshole. to to listening. So if someone's asking for something spirit forward, I'll put less mixer in. Mm. If someone you know wants it sweeter, pretty easy, you know, sweeter. Mm. Um, if someone asks for something I make, 
and they're, they're obviously not in the mood to look at the menu, I usually just say something off the menu. I make I make a really good spicy passion fruit margarita. <laughs> it's literally on the menu. But like I just unless it's like somebody who elicits some sort of response from me, aka she's really attractive. I'm probably not going to sit there and, and ask, you know, I mean, it might depend. I might be like, well, what do you usually drink? And mm. then go from there, probably something off the menu or, or something close to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's that fine line. Like our, our job and like what's fun about our job is getting to make something creative. But when people are douchey about how they come about asking for it, yeah, you don't, it doesn't, you don't want to. No. You don't want to be. I'm creative. giving you the bare bone minimum. But if somebody's being cool and you're, you know, they're yeah. asking you what you like to make, you know, yeah. you're like, well, I, ha- I have this recipe up my sleeve I've been wanting to try, so you. Mm. Go That's why I, it, you I know did the mean? cable car, yeah. But you don't want to waste that on someone who's calling you bro, and at, you know that. Well, no, <laughs> I know you like that, yeah. Because he's probably not going to appreciate it, right? So you, I mean, I, I still try to ask a qualifying question yeah. and then go on a route that's, but like. That whole you get that a lot. Like, what's yeah. your favorite thing to make? Yeah, uh, a shot. honestly, like the easiest yeah. thing. Yeah, a shot. A shot. I love making yeah. shots. I love making and, shots. And just, my favorite. To, just to clarify, when you say that they're not going to appreciate it, it's not saying that a guest doesn't appreciate a drink or doesn't appreciate you making it. It's saying, well, if you've given me no identifiers to what your palate is, yeah, what your right. and the right. only thing I'm getting are indicators on your personality telling me that you will only like a certain style of drink, then again, why would you waste that? Yeah. So it, it's also not just us joking around. It, it is also us wasting product. Yeah. And wasting product, one, for one, we have to account for it. But for two, being in this business as long as we have, being in this, in this profession, we also respect what we do and respect that there are other people on the other end of this making these spirits that have to be aged. There's time that goes into all of this. It's not that you can just make a quality rum within a week or vodka, tequila, anything. Usually this has been aged for a year, two years, five years, 20 years. And then you want us to just waste it away because you can, you're being indecisive or yeah. you thought you could come to the bar and say, well, just give me whatever because I drink whatever, and then we put it in front of you, which is a good cocktail that we've tasted, we've tested, other people already said that they like it, and we give it to you, where you've given us no real information, and then you tell us that that cocktail is trash. Yeah, yeah, and that's why a, a qualifying question can help if you are trying to actually help that person, because when that person comes in and they're like, what's your favorite thing to make? I have a cocktail I really like. I say water. <laughs> and, and and that's not just a joke. Yeah. Whenever someone comes to me like, "What do you make good?" I make a real mean water. It'll and I learned that from another bartender. If I remember who it was, I would give them credit honestly. But I learned that from them. When you say that, it it can diffuse it one of two ways. It can make it where they are now being like, "Okay, now I'm, I might be being the asshole. Maybe I should just give them some more information," or it they understand that. Hey, I hear this question all the time. So now I'm making fun of you for asking me this generic ass question that you think makes you unique. Yeah. I apologize for interrupting you on no, that, but fine. I was just yeah, yeah. I was just remembering that. That's or, or, what, or they're just like, "What the fuck? I don't want a water. Like, mm-hmm. make me a cocktail, monkey." You know, it's like 
But if they call me a monkey, there's going to be a problem. That's a different thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was picturing the situation toward me. I, I saw it playing out and I was like, hmm, I wonder how this will go. Hmm. Actually, I was thinking of Wedding Crashers when the little boy is like, make me a balloon this monkey. Is cleanup. I love cleanup on aisle stuff. Go yeah. on. Yeah. This movie, right? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Well, at least you know this can't be the clip. There's no way I can use this. I heard it and I was like, oh, I wonder how this is going to go. This <laughs> man went full freezer. <laughs> what to were you to be fair, say? I said me, but anyway. No, <laughs> it was too easy. I couldn't just yeah. let it go. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. As I said it, as it came out of my mouth, I was like, uh, we'll see where this goes. Because <laughs> this could probably come back to bite me in the ass, and it did. Uh, there's a cocktail I like making that came out of Austin. It's mezcal. I think of Vern. I haven't made it in a while. You light um, a orange peel over a match, and it's in a wine glass. It's very spirit forward. Mm. Now, if someone told me my favorite cocktail to make, and I make them that, they're gonna look at me. They're probably not gonna like it unless there's somebody who really likes Super that type of mezcal, that type profile, of cocktail. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and is also a mezcal drinker. So. That's why you've got to kind of be like, yeah, well, what do you usually like? And, and then they're often those same people that ask that question are like, you know, I'm down for anything. What you got? And that's why it's mm-hmm. like usually like, okay, you're getting like a variation on a margarita. You're getting Malort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, no, that happened to me because someone came in and was like, oh, make me your favorite drink. And it's like, okay, I'm a bartender. So like I drink or like I'm, I know my palate really well. If you don't drink a lot and know your palate, you're probably not going to like what I like. And so... I got pissed off because I was like, oh, I'm really drinking Mezcal Old Fashions right now. And so I went through all the effort of going to get our agave, which we don't keep on the well. I made someone actually go get me a grapefruit because it goes best with like a grapefruit pill. I did all of that and like did the whole fashion, how I like twisted around like the skewer and all of that. And I presented it to him. He took a sip like, oh, I don't like this. You son of a bitch. And so like, how I felt at that point, because I did the whole qualifying thing because him and his girl, she just ordered a spicy passion fruit. And like, he was just like, well, I don't know. Just like make me whatever you like. And I just explained to him. I was like, hey, do you know if you like mezcal? Because this is a very specific flavor profile and it's booze forward and all that. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm like that. He did all of that. And then he got it. And he was like, oh, just make me what you made her. Could have bitch. just ordered the same thing as yeah. her. Stop then, trying to show out. Yeah, and now at this point, I would like to punch you in the face, sir, and I'm never yeah. talking to you for the rest of the night. Absolutely. Well, I'll do sometimes I'll go into a place and I'll say to the bartender, like, do you have a variation on a Negroni or Manhattan that you like to make? And if they do, they're usually pretty excited to make it for you. Yeah. Because they played around with it. And if not, they'll say no, and I'll take a normal one, and that's right. fine. right. But yeah, when you leave it open-ended like that and you don't give any specification as to what your palate is or what you enjoy, then, you know, and that's, mm. that's my, that's the, that's the thing that annoys me the most is that if you order something off menu, you should have to drink it. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. order something off menu, you should have to eat it. Or if, even if you don't drink it or eat it, you, you're, you should pay for it. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of managers will still be like, oh, no, no, let's just take it off. And that drives me nuts. Yeah. Like, no, it's not like he ordered it off the menu. You're not he was five like, oh, years this old. Isn't to my taste. Yeah, he had me create something for him, 
and then didn't like it. So that's just a personal assault to me mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. It's offensive to me in, yeah. in my skill. Yeah. So and especially if I'm on, like, if I'm on the wood or whatever, <laughs> like at our restaurant, I've wasted time where I could have been talking to four other guests that are now a little pissed off because I'm taking extra time to make this cocktail for you and make it sure it's good and all that. Cause like, Oh, this is my favorite cocktail. I want to make sure he can enjoy it as much as I enjoy it, that type of thing. And now you're just immediately, I don't like it. I'm like, all right, fuck off, dude. Like, but it, it yeah. all comes back to the, to the room. 151. <laughs> but before yeah. we go back to 151, yeah. I just was thinking about it while you were saying, and while you were saying it also is a, an additional kind of slap to the face when you will have a manager that will comp something based off of a guest just being a dick and being indecisive, but not it being an actual mistake. But if you make a mistake, bartender or server, and you have to have something that is like, say, a server brings out a plate. Oh, I put it in the wrong thing. Now you got to take it back to the kitchen. Now you got dead food in the window. Now you got the chef yelling at you for dead food and this and that. Yeah. Yeah, but everybody else gets to eat that dead food. So we all kind of like that, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Not in our place. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying in general, you have yeah. those moments. Right. But usually whenever we need something comped, we also need an explanation. Oh, a long explanation. But let a guest just act like they're going to fucking cause a problem or leave a fucking Yelp review. We all know how I feel about Which those. Which is why whenever you make a mistake, the smartest thing to do is say it was guest preference. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that. I he like just that. Didn't, he asked for it. He thought he would like it. Right. He didn't like it. But right. did you review it? Did you repeat it? Oh, I did. Yeah. The five R's? Yeah. Three times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I just, it just always feels unfair yeah. when we, we're, we're the bridge between the two. And yet we don't get the same consideration no. that this particular side gets, but we're the ones that you have to see every day and you have to work with every day and we have to work for you. Yeah. But when I tell you, oh, well, I gave them this because some places don't have where they could just say it was a guest preference. There are some places where you say, oh, they didn't like it. And I know that the managers then turn it in them and saying, well, why did you suggest it or this or that? There are people who do those things and there are servers and bartenders sitting on the other side of that. And it fucking sucks when you're the one doing the job, but you have these guests coming in, manipulating the system. Oh, yeah. And they don't have your back on that. And what I mean, they don't have your back, meaning they'll just comp it off for them. Yeah. They won't just comp yeah. it off for you. There's a benefit of the doubt that guests always get. Yeah. And like literally, you can tell there are some guests that are just scammers mm-hmm. and they're just there to try to get free shit. And mm-hmm. they'll just be like, this one thing will be like, this food took 20 minutes. Literally it took eight minutes. Right. I know what time I put it in. I know what time it landed, but they're saying it's 20 minutes and they're making a fuss. So now it's fully comped and we we're giving them a free dessert. Right. And I'm just like, but then at the end, yeah. When they do their reports at the end of the night, they look at that. Oh, how many comps and voids do we have? Right. They care about that so much. Oh, yeah. How much do we have to write off at the end of the night? But honestly, how much of that was just stupid ass motherfuckers or scammers compared to an actual mistake 
made by an employee. Of course. Look at that percentage. But the moment profits go down because it's slow or something else or someone gets a stick up their ass and they send it down the chain, even though they haven't been in the restaurant for nine months, one of these people high up the ladder. But we're the ones who have to fucking suffer for that. Right. You know, so where, where, where's that middle ground? Yeah. And, I'm, and I say that to the managers out there. So to you managers, if if you know, especially if you've worked the job that we are working, that's how you got to that position. How is it that you're able to not be able to communicate that to the people above you as well as the people below you to help find that middle ground? Because I don't understand how so many people can either be a manager or become a manager after working on the floor and yet nothing gets done for the people on the floor and everything is about the guests and then the guests get shittier and you take it out on your employees and then you have high turnover. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stop now before I go on a more of a tirade. I'm just, I just would like to understand like what, what is it that we're not seeing by being the floor employees that you're seeing as managers? Because the rest of us employees would love to know. Well, they clearly have some kind of clairvoyance. Well, I that's what that is. I've had they're gifted. I've had one or two managers tell me straight up that like, um, being right is all is not always the important thing in a situation with mm-hmm. like guests, and that is just super infuriating to me because being right and logical is everything to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. It's, but, yeah. it's like I think this came up specifically with like the tip thing, where it's just kind of like. All right, this if I know I gave this person decent service and whatnot, and they decide to just not tip me, and they're just being very flagrant about it. Like if you honestly you don't have it, cool, whatever. But you're like literally, I see you giggling not to cool, each other. Though. Not cool. I it's, my whole thing yeah. is if you can't afford, then you shouldn't come here. The t- the tip part of there's a nice Scottish restaurant out, down the street called McDonald's. Like right. knock yourself out. Yeah, exactly. Go to McDonald's if you can't afford the tip. I get it if the service is terrible, but too many people stiff. Uh, you know, at least where we work, but at yeah, that, that's a part of the process. Um, and like we're just told, like, well, that's just a that's just a part of the game of like working the service industry. And it's like we can actually take this opportunity as a teaching moment to train guests to be better yeah. guests. How about we stop letting them get away with shit like yes. this? Yeah. Maybe you know, have a fucking spine, put your foot down. No, I, I had a manager and one time. They walk don't want to come back. Don't let them come and back. Tell them that if they didn't tip. Their employee, our employees, they weren't welcome to come back because that's the, you know, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. At Redacted? No, no. Well, of obviously not at Redacted. I will go hug that <laughs> yeah, manager no, no, tomorrow. No, this is back. This is a while back, but okay. still, I've always like remembered that because mm-hmm. he got like he was annoyed because it was a whole big table and it was a big ordeal. Yeah. And um, yeah, he went. He basically told them to leave. Yeah. I've seen yeah. a few managers do that over there. That's years. lovely. Few and far between, but I have seen it. And that's and the thing is like, I know there are some servers and bartenders that are not great at the job. And mm-hmm. that's, that's still, you shouldn't stiff them. But like, that's what I'm saying. But like, I know, and I know Seth, and I know like when we, when we're working, like we're working above and beyond to make sure that these guests are getting the best service. And so like, if you get to the end of that and you're just like, Nah, I'm gonna just pay what I owe the restaurant and I'm good. Then I'm just like, come on, bro. Like, what? What are we doing? But and even even if the service is bad, right? Yes. Like, even if something went wrong, it's still 
you shouldn't put it's usually not on just that person right. in front of you. There was yeah. an instance recently where someone's food something happened, it got delivered to the wrong table. It sure. had been like forty minutes and he was like, I want to go. And another one had been refired, another order had been refired, and I told him he said, We'll just take it off the bill, I'm gonna go home. I stopped him and I said, hey, just so you know, um, it's coming out. We'll take it off your tab. But if you'd like it, because I know you're visiting, like we'll still go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll bring it out to you to go. And um, and then I brought him to the bill to close out. And he said, I'm not going to tip you. And I just about lost it because I could have taken that food and had it myself. Right. At that point, and that I didn't been have tip. to give it to him at all. And it was free. So here's wow. the thing. He paid for a beer. And got a like a thirty forty dollar meal for free and waited ten extra minutes or something, uh, whatever however much longer it would have been, uh, and he was like you know some business guy uh, on a business trip, yeah. uh, so it it was some sort of like power dynamic. I hope thing. his business fails. Well, well, it is always that type of person who thinks that we are always the blame. And sure. by we, I mean whoever their point of contact is, right. whether it be bartender, server, manager, whatever. You are the only person. I have to put a face to you. It's like being a president. Mm-hmm. The president isn't what's wrong with the fucking country. The right. country's fucked, kind of do. Yeah, but I projected it. Somewhere. I have to. I have to tell someone they suck. I have to tell someone that I'm not going to tip you. So that was that person's last ditch effort of being. Let me have some power and just let me show them. But really, all you did is just you just showed me how much of a dick you You're are. A shitty person. Yeah, yeah, I mean, typically people that treat other people that way hate themselves from the inside Absolutely. and are miserable with their own lives. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because most know. people would have self awareness to be like, "Hey, this is probably some other shit that happened either on back of house or in." like food running or whatever, but like you're in front of me, you clearly have been trying to get me the food as fast as humanly possible. As soon as you realize it went to the wrong place, you refired it, yada, yada, yada. But you're doing your job and this tip is going to you. Right. Or like yeah. A server. Like I, so like, yeah. That's, that's the other thing that confuses me sometimes. Do they think that servers, bartenders are cooking the food? <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. They think that's yeah. what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Cause yeah. That, that drives me like my job is to take your order and, Make sure once it comes to you, which I, it's not even my responsibility to bring it out to you. Once it's to you, mm-hmm. make sure everything's to your liking. If there's any changes, if you want another drink, yeah. to keep ordering things for you. Right. My job is to order things for you. If there's a problem with a restaurant, doesn't mean I didn't do my job. So I understand right. if a server has a real dick attitude, a uh, bartender has a real dick attitude, it's just like having a bad day and takes it out on me and I'm the guest. I get it then. Yeah. If you're like, wow, I just was trying to order some food and you like were a real dick to me for nothing. I've had that happen. Yeah. I still tip a little bit. Like it's probably 15%. And those where someone's an absolute dick, I'll still tip. Uh, I tip really well if someone's great. And I tip, you know, above average if they're doing their job. Right. But if someone's an absolute dick to me, it's like I'm still like, you came in and did your job and I ordered something and you brought yeah. it to me. And yeah. I don't know what may have caused you to be this way with me even though I'm not the source right. of this. Right. But to me it's a part of going out to a restaurant or bar right. and having food out and having people bring it to me. Yeah. You're part of the experience is you tip. Right. Right? Because their bills and are not getting paid by the hourly. Nope. So that's like if you want to go out and be treated like royalty, mm-hmm. 
having someone come and fold your napkin for you and place it back on your table and bring stuff out to you like you're royalty and you want and the whole experience. And explain the entire fucking menu to you. Right. <laughs> and all of your possible allergens. And then go and talk to the chef and find out if he's or she, he or she is willing to change this dish because the person at table 37 doesn't like asparagus or some shit. Yeah. Oh, I have to do all of those things. And then you get to decide how much money I make at the end of it. And people love that power, but it's always going to happen. No matter how much we try to educate people, it's always going to happen. So you kind of, I've gotten a bit ambivalent. Yeah, I'm pretty just kind of like. Well, I think, I mean, my look at it is that usually it balances out. It's like, I'm going to have somebody that's going to like stiff me and I'm going to have somebody that tips me a little bit better and hopefully it just balances out. But I think that just comes with you doing it long enough to not hopefully let it sway your emotions. But definitely in the beginning when I first started, like literally that shit will just fuck up your emotions for like the next three, four tables and just try. And you learn how to not take it out on you other humans but like yeah it's just like oh what the fuck do you want like, <laughs> uh, are you gonna not, are you gonna stiff me too motherfucker like no um but yeah no like, i definitely had that happen where like literally like they had like the i think they didn't want bacon on one of them it was two girls and one didn't want bacon on her like potatoes the other one did and like clearly whoever dropped it off just switched it up so all these girls had to do was literally just change plates do the bare they, minimum but they literally made me send both of their foods back and then to get the whole steak dishes remade so that they could have it. And I'm just like, but it's right there. Like, literally, it's... You didn't just do this? It's re- I, they were, I, I just could tell that, that, like, me touching their food, it, I just could tell that that wasn't going to be it. Do they I wipe re- their own ass? I don't know. And then, did yeah. You, did you think about just taking it and setting it under the the hot lamp for like a second? <laughs> it didn't like just, That's what I would have done. But this yeah. is like around like COVID times too. So oh, okay. I think like that, like once something comes out to the to the table, we couldn't bring it back to the kitchen, that kind of stuff. All um, you had to do was just sit, pick up the table and just turn it around. Just, just rotate the table. Around. Just rotate yeah. the table. Like, all right, oh, there we go. Like, so like they were like the third or fourth t- table that night that didn't tip, that tipped me pretty shittily. So that's, that we usually, that was usually my, I wait till three or four and now I have a conversation with you and now I'm just like, Hey, so how was your evening? What happened? Where did we go wrong? Let me explain to you how tipping works. 10% of it doesn't even come to me. It's going straight back into this fucking restaurant. So if you tip me 10%, still like tipping me zero, but can you at least, you know, like what, what's up? Um, shit. Can you throw me a fucking bone? Yeah, please. That's it. Damn. But, yeah, and that and I got into a whole big argument with our management because they pulled me aside because they left a Yelp review about me. They were like, "Do you remember this?" And I was like, "Yeah, I remember them, bitches." Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> um, and they were like, "Well, do you know why you can't bring up tips?" And I was like, "Do I know why you guys don't protect us as servers from actually getting the minimum that's just due to us for all the points of service that you expect yeah. us to give to these all god awful guests?" I know that, and so me and that manager got into it yeah. that's that's an air horn moment right there we need some kind of air horn that <laughs> was god bless christoph speaking of moments oh what's your 151 moment oh yeah we did talk about that 30 minutes ago <laughs> i don't really have one the last time i had 151 was 2016 mm. was that Universal and doing shots, not shots. They had one fifty one at Universal. Oh, they brought. Well, it's because it was during their Halloween stuff, so they they had like, (laughs) like pre made like fucking wait what? Yeah, what was at Universal? 
not 151, oh, but like okay. you could have a shot of 150. Yes and no. Is this well? This was in Orlando. Okay. Yeah. Florida. So Florida. Yeah. Florida. Okay. Florida. Florida, baby. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like it was just after every haunted house because this was during Halloween. So after oh. every haunted house, took a shot and then had like a I think it was like a, a zombie or a hurricane or whatever that mm. with an extra shot. That Sick. was it. So by the end of it, it was I was pretty yeah, lit. Wasted. Yeah, and it didn't help that the last haunted house I went through was the Walking Dead one, and the last room was like mannequin zombies, but also actor zombies. And one of them brushed my shoulder, and I flipped the fuck out, and I just ran. Oh, yeah. that's better than me. I think I would. Yeah, that was that was it. I was I wasn't like drunk, but I was like I was feeling pretty buzzed. Word. Hit you fast, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's real. I don't have any crazy one fifty one stories. I'm glad I don't because I feel like a lot of them would be involved with setting oh. shit on fire. Mm. You and this fire thing, dude. I'm a pyro. Fire. Fire. Yeah. We got a good yeah, a fire bit. story involving. Well, it wasn't one fifty one. It was Everclear, which is like the the drunken uncle of of 151 it's it's flavorless it's like a vodka but it, it's basically rubbing alcohol it's bas- it's literally like 10% away from being rubbing alcohol I just yeah. think about jungle juice every time actually my first time drinking I told you guys was Everclear mm-hmm. really yeah. Yeah, yeah that's why I, like I was in high school I was like I'm never drinking again this is awful <laughs> and then I got to college and I found Malibu oh yeah. It's Everclear is like Go 190 the proof. End. 190. Wow. Yeah, it's like 10 away from being fucking ev- fucking yeah. uh, rubbing alcohol. But you throw but the thing is it absorbs uh, cuz it's Everclear yeah. it absorbs flavor. So throw it in jungle juice and you think you're taste you're drinking Hawaiian punch all night and mm. actually you're not. <laughs> you're getting punched by Everclear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I worked at a daiquiri bar that had Ooh. Everclear and 151 and like all of their daiquiris. College bar, Tallahassee, Florida, right? FSU. College Florida. Bar. Tallahassee. Yeah. Of uh, course. FSU. Goddamn. school, yeah. Um, so we had been there and we worked there and we were off and we got like a bunch of free drinks and stuff. So we went back to my, my friend's house where like a bunch of people lived and we were setting up to do shots. And he's like, this is Everclear. And so apparently it's a thing down there. And, uh, and he lit them all on fire. And at this point, I'm already like... Lit. <laughs> you, you did not. You did not. I didn't. You did not think that maybe logically. Oh God! One might did. blow out the flame before taking the shot of flaming Everclear. <laughs> but to to be the uh, the brave and uh, and courageous one of the group and to show off for the girls, I jumped up and grabbed. And of course, these were like like really tall doubles. These shots. are like doubles, yeah. Yeah, and like grabbed it and went to take it, but it was still. Flaming, and I missed half of my mouth with it, so I just had like flame pouring down my throat and face. I didn't have any substantial burns. I didn't. Uh, it didn't hurt uh, my mouth or anything, but I did take a shot of flaming Everclear while still flaming, and it went all over me. <laughs> I was also eighteen. Jesus. And, yeah. Like Only I in said, Florida. Yeah. Only in Florida. Good old Tallahassee. <laughs> Tallahassee. God damn, Tallahassee. That's Tallahassee's what, up north? Tallahassee. In the middle? Uh, north. Tallahassee. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I have two things. Tallahassee. Back to, back to Orlando. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever done Disney World in Orlando. Epcot? 
Drinking Drinking Around the World. Oh, oh yeah. yes, God. Yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. is phenomenal. I didn't oh, put it in one day. God. But it's oh, great. Oh, come on. You got to do it in one day. I know. Bro, it's half six countries. You don't, you don't remember the last quarter of it. But so, halfway around the world, I'm already drunk. So, Epcot, <laughs> are you familiar with this at all? So, Epcot basically has 26 countries. And that, that are represented in this area or this theme park. Okay. It's and a giant globe. Yes. And it's literally a big ass circle. It's a big ass circle of 26 countries. In each of the countries, there happens to be some type of alcoholic drink. So you Themed can just. for the country. For a the drink. Country. Right. They have so, beer from their so countries Germany there. It's beer. Cool. China, it's plum wine. Morocco, I think, was cocktails. Um, so you get the theme, and so you're just doing that as you go to each country. Ja- Japan you go is early sake. in the morning with a group. You start on one side of the circle, and yeah. you work your way around. You try yeah. to make your way <laughs> around yeah. the world, and it's it is grueling, but it's fun as fuck. Um, and I I did that uh, about maybe eight years ago with a good group of friends, and it was the best time of our lives. We we actually had a whole arc because eight of, years ago, it was a while ago. Yeah, I think. We might have been there at the same time. That's crazy. I don't remember anybody else that was there. I was Yeah, that was, that was honestly about the time that I went <laughs> to. It must have been like a, a trend crazy. at the time. Did you drink around the world? Did you drink Maybe. around the world? Yeah, because that's about the time I went. It would have been like crazy. 20... If we were all there around the same time, 2015 that's fucking or something. I got, to, yeah. I got to Ireland and had to, have, had to have the Guinness there and the car bombs and... I was done So man. that's where we fell off because we <laughs> actually, because we had dinner at Japan, so we had to go back, and so we weren't able to finish it that day. I had we dinner at Japan. What if we were at the same table? Motherfucker. No, so like, real quick, so we, so when we left, we were just like, fuck, we have to finish it, but we're, so we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't remember what the rest of the countries were, but we basically just got a drink to represent the rest of the country. So like, we got car bombs. <laughs> Sorry, to represent Ireland, yeah. but I see these. Yeah, yes, we got yes. What is the last country? I don't remember because I, I think we made it all the way around. I know that I like, but no one will, you, you're I not going to remember what the last country. No, was. you're yeah. not. We started fading around Morocco. That was where things got really hazy because that was those are mixed drinks in Morocco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we like fell Zimbabwe? out. Zimbabwe, huh? Zimbabwe, maybe as the last one. You gotta have a Z in there. Honestly, no idea what the last country. Was. But I know that we, as a friend group, fell out somewhere around Germany. Like we, like literally, like things were coming up about people's feelings toward each other, and it got really fucking awkward. Ooh, ooh. And then, like, <laughs> and then, yeah, no, it was dramatic. And like, so, like, I just remember us silently walking to like another country, and like, then we just took like some drinks, like we just very silent because like, we got to keep on going with the mission. And then somewhere around Morocco was where I think we all were just so drunk and happy that we just started kind of come. It was like a whole story arc of like the friendships that it was like a, it was two girls, two guys. And we just were like, yeah, it was, it was a great time though, but dramatic as fuck and really fucking boozy. So to bring it back on brand, what do you think it's like to work at one of those restaurants? <laughs> Cause you have two types of clients. You have the clients that come in or the customers, guests that come in that are normal families Dad's having a beer because he's taking the family out for a vacation and he needs a beer to get through this. The mom yeah, is doing the same thing but with wine and the kids are having juices. And then you have the group of like <laughs> seven people that hoard the bar, wasted, blacked uh, out at 3 p.m. We, that was us. <laughs> but I feel like those are few and far between because I remember being in Epcot and I was just like, 
wow, this is the best time of my life, and I'm looking around, and every other adult here is having the worst time of their lives. <laughs> yeah, because, like, literally, they have no control over where their day is going. They're at the whim of a three-year-old that just says, ooh, I want to go here, and then they get there, and they hate it there, and then they want to try to eat this, and they don't want, like, literally, I just looked around. It was fucking miserable for everyone else. But my friends and I, who also, I should have mentioned, we killed a handle of Jack before we went into Epcot. Um, <laughs> yeah. You don't need to pregame for that. Bro, one. you don't need to pregame for <laughs> that shit. I don't know, man. We were just young and wild. And honestly, like, the beers there are reasonably priced for being a Disney park at yeah. that time. And they're like eight years too, ago. If I remember correctly, you get, like, a large... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're reasonably priced, and the amount you get, like, wasn't bad. You were going in. You didn't need to pregame. But yeah, so I yeah, to work there. Um, I think for the most part it's fine because you're just dealing with families and kids and such. But yeah, and then you just have us. I just walk in and you're just like, well, this is gonna be really fun or really horrible, and yeah, you just kind of roll the dice on that. Mm. Is there an Epcot in California? No, no. no oh just, God, just, no. No, they don't have the space for it. Yeah, it's only in Florida. Just Florida? Yeah. Epcot, so, Animal yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, so basically yeah, the like way the five Disney parks works in Orlando versus here is like it's just a whole highway of theme parks that are all under Disney. Call it Disney World. Whereas this one here is Disneyland, so you just have Disneyland and then California Adventure. But in Orlando, you just have a whole highway of like Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Epcot Center, um, Magic Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. And you just have like a bunch of them. Each one is its own individual theme park. And then They're you have Universal fun. somewhere there. They're all yeah. fun. You, you need kind of like a week to kind of actually explore them. And yeah, it's crazy. Damn. And at least like 10K. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because the prices have gone way up since we Way were up. That's way crazy. fucking up. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, one fifty one. Uh, I think <laughs> um, I think I did a minute of death. So like, there was this thing in college called a minute of death, where you within what the fuck within sixty seconds you're supposed to take four shots of one fifty one. Oh my god. Yeah. I, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I don't think I finished it. I think I got to the third one, maybe. Um, and then I was like, I, I, at the third one, we might as well just do the fourth one because whatever is happening after the third one is the same shit that's going to happen with the fourth yeah. one. Not if the things are already starting to try to come up. Like, <laughs> I Fuck don't it. Well, then you're just wasting the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I don't know what happened after I did that, to be honest with you. It's very bleak and blank. But Minute of death? There's a thing called minute of death where you're supposed to take. It's, or you're supposed to take. Four shots every minute. It's, e- it's either four that shots That sounds a, a little bit more reasonable. Is that what it is? Maybe. I know you say it's four total, but maybe it's 60 seconds in between each shot. That sounds... I can do four shots at 151. And if I wanted to, I wouldn't live long after that. I mean, I would black out. Yeah, you're just yeah. you're instantly going to black I out. Could, I could do that. I can yeah. make it happen. I just, but uh, under I'm a minute? Responsible. I can make it happen. I'm not responsible for anything after. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I am legally. But, like, in a sense, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm gone after that. Yeah. <laughs> in a sense, I'm sorry. Like, no longer in the building. If you do four shots of 151 under a minute, there's no death. There's no afterlife. You just, your you trace of your existence is you gone. You get, you get Peter Parker. Everybody forgot you existed. That's it. That's how... That's how strong that shit is. Yeah, that shit's It's wild. not a game. Did you guys I, ever do that thing where you that? would, would uh, take a bong rip and, and hold it in? So you'd inhale, hold it in, chug a beer, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like take a hit from a cigarette yeah, yeah. and then exhale. Yeah. Did yeah. Did <laughs> I think it was a cigarette. Was it like something? Uh, something so you, you, yeah, you take a, you take yeah. a rip, chug the beer, and then you're supposed to exhale. I don't think yeah. a cigarette was optional. There was, yeah, because you already inhaled the, you already. Yeah. But I haven't heard of it with the, with the cigarette. Yeah, it's, it's just it supposed to be involved like a bump of coke too. I mean that you know maybe, but I mean it was definitely on the crowd you were hanging out around, you know. But it was re- definitely yeah. a regional thing for sure. Honest, I think the bumble coke should have been added to the end of the minute, minute of death because there's just you just gotta. Have oh, no, yeah, I, I think you're dead at that point. You, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I have not done that. Uh, is there a name for it, or is it just like it's just I called a Tuesday? Remember. I, I think there is a name for Florida. it, but I can't, just I can't remember, <laughs> I can't remember what it is, but there is a name for it. Okay, I just I can't remember. It's like a variation of doing a shotgun, yeah, 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 yeah. I've always been a lightweight with weed, so I, that's why I probably couldn't necessarily do that. Because getting crossfaded, I I'm just a problem. Crossfaded sucks. Just a, a walking problem. <laughs> yeah, See, when, when I when I was young, uh, <laughs> the whole point, at least in Florida, of yeah. drinking was to get become a problem. Uh, yeah, become Florida man was. <laughs> That's the whole point of drinking. As as hell. So, like, if you could get crossfaded, if you, whatever you could do to get (laughs) as fucked up as possible, that was the goal. Like, it was like a contest at these things, you know? That's about right. I don't know. I was a little off, you know? No, no. I remember that phase for sure. I feel like the Gen Z, they're like on a different level. They're like, they want to be like at home in their cozy sweatpants. With their TikTok and like they, they're not so allowed to challenge. Like honestly, it's shit. weak, bro. Like these. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were really drinking. God damn yeah. it! How dare you yeah. be responsible? Go risk your life. That's yeah. what Seth is saying. Yeah, get out there. Get out there. Dangerous. Face death. God damn it! But don't drive. Don't drive. Or That's do the important drive. part. No, don't drive. No, 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 don't drive. No, no, don't drive. No drive. Unless don't you're drive. unless you're the designated driver. Unless you're the DD. Yes. Boom. Drink um, responsibly. Drink responsibly, everybody. Absolutely. But drink, go out, be you know. Yeah, because we need. Yeah, to have right a good now. story. Have a good story to tell. Yeah, I want to be where the people are. Keep going. Walking around, <laughs> singing and dancing. There, you know, that running reminds- around on those. What do you call them? Feet. Sorry. Okay. <sighs> and we're wow. Done. That reminds me of a okay. story. Uh, uh, what, how did that this remind one you? Dude, story? What story did that remind you of? Little Mermaid is that the story? No, it was from the. It was the getting <laughs> fucked up as possible part. <laughs> it's not a long story, but basically, a friend of mine had a party, and one dude who doesn't drink as much, much like we said, like Gen Z does, he got a little too fucked up, and uh, he tried to go to the bathroom, but he was too like he kept saying he had he had to piss. Yeah, but he was immobile at that point. So me and another friend had to like hold him up and try to like get him to like, you know, unbutton and this and that, and then he couldn't hold it in, so he ended up pissing himself. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> so then me what and him had to change him. Oh damn! Yeah, I was gonna say what you kind gotta of just put him in the shower. Oh bro, I didn't change his underwear. I just I just gave him one of my homie's shorts to put him on it and then I put like stuffed his shorts with paper towels to like you, absorb uh, the piss. Oh man. <laughs> Jeez Louise. And then we put him on the couch and left him there. <laughs> turn, turn on his side. Of course. Of course. In case you but it, it, I just remember like taking his pants off and like fucking holding up his oh underwear and then 
pulling on the shorts and then throwing a bunch of paper towels just in there and then tightening up the shorts so it was like, you know, compact to absorb it. And then we carried them onto the couch. My only question is... This is the only time I took a man's pants off. What and it is the last friend time. doesn't hold it for his friend when he's too drunk to... No, dude, yeah, this himself. type of friend, because I ain't holding shit. No, dude, you just... He wasn't my friend, he was an acquaintance. Calls. <laughs> Just I had just him met him that night, and I took his pants the off. Toilet, I feel like. No. Uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like for me, like if one of my friends had been doing that, it would have been like, "Have a good night. We're gonna like set you in the bathroom. Yeah, shut the door if you pee yourself. Like that's all on you. Yeah, you can't handle this. Sit shit. you on the toilet. Hopefully, you know how to aim it on down if it comes to that. But yeah, someone. I was also much more of like the caregiver back then, where like I was the person that was gonna help clean up and make sure everybody was good, this and that. But then as I got older, I'm like, fucking figure it out. We're all adults. What's your zone? You can't handle it? Nah, too bad. Like when you go out and you're trying to hit that, that sweet zone of like, I'm not drunk, I'm not acting wild, I'm not blacking out, but I'm also like... Buzz, I, between I Buzz like and Tipsy. how long you're out. Buzz and Tipsy. You, when you say what's exactly. that zone, are you asking like how many or what you... For you, like whatever it looks like. Do you like to get to like that four or five drink level where you're kind of feeling a little drunk, but you're not quite drunk? I like to hit like that... Two, three drink spot. I think that's ideal. That's like where I, I tend to live at. Every now and then I mess up a little bit. You know, yeah. it's been a week. And then I, you, you, I think a few of you guys uh, might have seen that. Maybe twice. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, that's that's my zone now. It's like two to three. If yeah. it's a really long evening and I'm out for a while, maybe four. But I think I took a, I had taken a, about like a three week, month long break. And then when I came back to drinking from that, I, my tolerance was pretty low. And so two or three is kind of my max if I'm just having like a good night. However, what happens is you go out with like your usual drinking crew and your homies and it, and you, yeah, you overindulge yeah. a little bit. And then you're just like, fuck no. Cause I also noticed for me that I, my range to go from like cool, cool, cool buzz to like browning out. It happens really quickly right, or yeah. like mm. the liquor, the last two rounds will hit me all at once. What's burning out? It's, like it's a, right before blacking out. We're like, oh. you like have flashes. Like it blacking out. It's always sunny, right? That's where it came from. I, I it, think so. It probably yeah. did. I don't watch it, but See, I know who I heard. Like, I thought that remember, meant you shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you remember patches of the he night, the but you're not pants. like fully blacked out. <laughs> like, you don't just go full. I don't even remember what happened after 7 p.m. yesterday. It's like I kind of remember talking to somebody, shows, but I, like, I don't remember what we talked about. You know that powerpoints. Yeah, 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 got it. Yeah, yeah. that's why I call Brian. God, like, I don't even like I that. Here, I remember there. Yeah, that type of thing. And I just know, even though I'll be drinking, not at a at a, I'll be drinking at a decent pace. It feels like everything will catch up to me kind of quickly. All at once, I'm like, oh damn, and now I'm here. And so like I that two to three range is usually like the best for me. Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty much where I stay at too. Yeah, 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 right sure. around there. Do you have a crazy story about Sunday? About one fifty one. Sunday. About Sunday. I still wanted to do my one fifty one. Oh, you yeah. haven't? I thought you did. Strayed away from it so many times. I, know, I thought when you asked no. me, I thought it was the last one. My bad. No. Go ahead. I was over here dozing off. I was like, when are they gonna get back to me? <laughs> Because I may mean, not even see it more than like one time. I'm just chilling. I'm just like, really just not I'm just chilling because I was like, I got my story like yeah, teed up and they're not up. coming back to me. But I was like, I don't want to lose it. So, you know, when you focus yeah. on something so hard, you've been drinking. It. Thank you, sir. That was, a, that was a level I was at right now. Let me get some of that, though. Mm. Thank you. 
Celsius, hey, uh, sponsor us. We'd like a sponsorship from Celsius. Yes. Thank you. So, my 151 story, Seth actually heard this the other day. Ooh. So, um, I got introduced to 151 when Flame and Dr. Peppers were a thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. You remember, you remember when that was a thing? I don't. Oh, no. Damn. He remembers. Yeah. Okay. You remember, right? Because you told me. I don't, oh, I don't think I, I, I might have heard of it, but I don't remember doing like, it. Yeah, it was just you were taking 151, you'd light it on fire, which he enjoys, and then you just bomb it into a beer and just take the shot. But when you did it, no matter what beer you use, as long as it was a light lager, yeah. it tasted like Dr. Pepper. I, did, I do think I've heard of this before. I, did, I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I got introduced to 151 uh, because I had a friend that I worked with at a warehouse. And so we would get off at 2 a.m. We worked uh, weekdays or whatever. So on Fridays, it would be like the start of our weekend. But, of course, we'd be starting later than everyone else who got off on Friday kind of do. Right. And uh, he was like, yo, come to my house, play Madden with me, this and that. And then I introduce you to my brother-in-law. We could play Madden over there. I was like, bet. I don't know how to play Madden. Cool. Yeah. And then I go over there, and we're just playing Madden. It's like two thirty, three in the morning and shit. And we're just doing flaming Dr. Peppers and we're just knocking them back and I'm getting fucked up. Yeah. And then uh, I started noticing I'm getting tired just like it was a couple minutes ago. And then he was getting tired and he's like, oh man, I'm starting to get sleepy. What about you? I was like, yeah, me too. He's like, I got something to keep us up. And I was like, bet. Cool. Let's mm-hmm. go. Next thing I know, this motherfucker pulled out a crack pipe. Yikes! <laughs> it just literally started smoking crack in front of me. Yikes! Like no and big deal. Yeah, like nothing. He was like, "You want some?" And I was like, "Nah, I'll stick with the 151." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I had to make a decision that day, and I, I think I chose wisely by going with the 151. I'm gonna go with yeah. Yeah, but then I, I think I took like maybe one more shot. And uh, the this is back in Phoenix, so this is one of those apartments where the gates weren't automatic way back then. It was they were open from this time to this time. Uh-huh. So I happened to be there at a time where I couldn't leave. Plus, I'm fucked up, so I can't leave anyway. Right. right. And I'm so fucked up, I don't remember where my car is in the parking lot. Jeez. So I had to wait until about 7 a.m. to like, get my shit together in the sunlight find my car and then drive home. Oh, those drives home are the worst. Yeah. Like after a weird night like that. Those crack drive homes are the worst. <laughs> you are absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely I mean, like, right. You, know, that, you just had this weird experience for, with your friend. Yeah. And you can't find your car and then you can't get out and the sun's coming up and you're trying to sober up and you don't, don't want to get in trouble on the way home. And you've had so much 151 that you don't know if you saw what you saw, but you know yeah. you saw what you saw. Yeah. So, yeah, it was one of those. Nah, you know when you those. see somebody doing crack. <laughs> well, yeah, the there sm- are signs. The smell is very distinct. But then also, you, yeah, you're just kind of like, you being stuck with the awkwardness of now you know your friend does crack. And, like, you still got to sit there and be like, well, he's just doing crack next to me. Um, Load up the next game of Madden, I guess. Like, hey, man. Remember you and and you're your work friend, too, right? You worked with the guy. Yeah, so I worked with, with the guy. So I still had to work with him, knowing that. Remember that crack? time you did crack? That was weird. 
My favorite part of the story was that he was when fell his friend asleep. did crack. Yeah, he, no, he, he my friend crack. fell asleep after doing oh, the crack. Oh, oh fell so asleep. He, he fell asleep regularly. No, right. But even oh, worse, yeah, it, I, because I passed out. Thank you. I passed out praying to the porcelain god, of course, because yeah. I've been drinking one fifty one. When I came out of the bathroom, he was face down. Ass up in the I air. Just, yeah, that was what I was about to say. I was like, no, no it really right. was. <laughs> it really was. He was literally face down, shoulders down, but his ass was up in the air. Like he had been, he was sitting like, and you know, like crisscross or something, just yeah. sitting on his knees smoking and passed out. And I walked out and I saw that. And that's when I was like, all right, I got to leave. Was it 7 a.m. at that point? Well, yeah. I mean, the sun was up. Oh, yeah, oh that's okay, why I could okay. see him. Yeah, like, yeah, I walked yeah. out because yeah. I fell asleep. Oh, at the door, yeah. <laughs> you know what That's I mean. Fair. Yeah, that was a that was that was a fucking that was a fucking rough one. That was a rough one, and it's really hard to go back to work and look at you the same. Yeah, but the thing is about that is the progression of it because it went from just like, hey man, want to come over and play video games mm-hmm. to like playing. Oh, and I did for several years, but we never talked about the crack. So he, I, he did, I respect his it. decision. I said no once, and we never talked about it again. Did he keep oh, he never brought it out again. Did he keep doing it in front of you? Not in front of me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I never went to his house again. Because what blows my mind... Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, I, you I never I went you, to his house again. I thought yeah. you were saying I was like, it's not a safe space. Yeah. 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 No, it's not. Yeah. And yeah. for him, where he lived was um, Thomas and like 16th Street. I already was uh, my antennas was on alert when I pulled into the fucking area. I was like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. Oh god, no. <laughs> it was a known like crackhead area. That makes oh, so much sense. But I was like, nah, not my homie. He just wanted cheap rent. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, Thomas in 16. I find it yeah. surprising Ooh. how casual he was. Oh. About it. Absolutely. Like he didn't think that it would be like taboo. Or... He was crackhead casual. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. No, I had a coworker that was casual about his meth use at work, and mm-hmm. man, that threw me the fuck off. And me had to just like act like it didn't happen. Like, oh, you know what's sure. you know what's even crazier? There are subreddits for people that go and. I don't say boast, but discuss their uh, use of extreme drugs. Mm. And people are there like, oh, yeah, this and that, whatever. Ooh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to peruse those. That sounds yeah. like a good read. There's, there's, a good there's story, actually a podcast yeah. out there. Just that, I, uh, people, people like, like, like jokes aside, jokes yeah. aside yeah. for yeah. real, like there are subreddits where I think it's literally r slash meth. Which they talk about, and they're like their their setups, their this and that, whatever their uses. It's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Like, like bizarre, for people right? that are bizarre. in that, it's so casual. For yeah. us outside of it, it's like, well, like yeah. yeah. My intro to meth was Breaking Bad. Like I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know it's like yeah. such a big thing in the country. And I didn't. Yeah. So everything I had learned was pretty much from Breaking yeah. Bad. So when I met a person that did it, I was like, oh my god. I've seen Breaking Bad. Do you know what it's going to do to your teeth? <laughs> it just threw me off. My intro to meth was dating someone in New Mexico and then finding out Ooh. after we broke up that they were smoking meth the whole time. The whole time. Because they were in a meth town. Yeah. And I remember when I dated them, 
I kept asking them why their teeth looked the way they did because meth wasn't as big back then. This is like 10 years ago. Right. And I was like, why are your teeth discolored in certain areas? And I remember that she used to say it was because uh, she's like, I'm Mexican and I drink Corona. And so I always suck on limes. And I was like, citrus acid does not do that what? to your fucking teeth. That's a- That was my introduction to it. The fact that she couldn't come up with a better oh, absolutely not. Of that was just that's wild. Not man. even like oh, I don't brush every single yeah fucking yeah. tooth. You guys yeah. remember? Do you guys remember like in elementary school they had like dare programs and stuff or in health class or mm. maybe it was high school. In yeah, my high school, we had like middle school for me. I think it was middle school. For well, me. in like the health classes and stuff, they had like diagrams of some sort where it showed like the. Uh, like the digestive system and what each drug and everything did. Yeah. The only one that didn't scare me was alcohol. I'm like, oh, that's not that bad compared to like cocaine, meth, crack, heroin. I'm like, those all look terrible. I would never do that. That only kept me from doing everything else. Alcohol, I'm like, well, let's hope you drink that much. I'm like, "Eh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because alcohol was... Alcohol was the equivalent of it was says drugs and alcohol. That's the equivalent of a Hollywood credit where your <laughs> name is at the end of everyone else's before the movie starts. It's like and Samuel Jackson. Like, I love Samuel <laughs> Jackson. I'll take all of that. I don't give a fuck about the rest of these names on the bill. Give me some Samuel Jackson. That's the whole reason I'm here. Or it's like with Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Oh, drugs with alcohol. And also <laughs> featuring drugs, but you know, also alcohol, featuring, I guess. Featuring alcohol. Featuring alcohol. I prefer my drugs to feature alcohol. You know what I mean? Yeah. Remix. It's a nice little bonus. Chopped and screwed. <laughs> Alcohol will have you chopped and screwed. I feel like the alcohol added to the drugs and alcohol was kind of like, well, we have to include. That. Yeah, that was yeah, that's yeah. pretty much what that. But was. I remember in health class, just looking at all the diagrams and stuff, and just thinking to myself, like, all of these look fucking terrible. But alcohol, it's like, well, my eyes would look a little fucked up, and maybe my liver. But this is all in excess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah these all you suck. Right. But alcohol, eh, whatever. You're just trying to get me not to drink. I get it. Yeah. Whatever. I don't remember if it was in psych class or what, but there's also these different diagrams that will show you what happens when spiders are on different drugs and like the webs that they end up creating. And it's really fucking interesting. I think there's one for like LSD, heroin, shrooms, uh, cocaine. And it's fascinating. It's just like how crazy the, the webs are that they'll create based on different drugs as well. Mm. I should look it up this time. I don't have They also did a parody video on that too. Oh really? Did you see that? Yeah. No. That's what I've seen. That's, that's the one that I've seen oh, where they yeah. do this and that I and then know it's it was like a real a, thing. I thought it was Oh no, it was like I think yeah. in psych class or something that we were talking about it and then they used these diagrams of different spiders on it. But I, I didn't know that, it was based I off that's of how they made into the Spider-Verse. Just a lot of spiders LSD. and LSD. A lot of LSD. <laughs> on, I get nothing for that. Yes, reluctant. Yeah, just, just a little. Can you tell? I've been waiting to hear your Sunday story. I was actually going to try to segue into it, but we can just do no, a just cold open. Yeah. You, just, <laughs> you just like the railroad past the segues. He's like, I got to get this motherfucker while he's awake. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, I'm good now. Oh, okay, good. I just needed that. No, it literally was. I was listening to you three go on for a while, and I was I like, this is, very, this is very comforting. 
And I was like, oh, I'm fading. <laughs> so on Sunday, on Sunday, uh, actually not long after you left, you dropped by for a minute. And that's when I told you the 151 story. So not long after you left, uh, I had a couple walk in. And the guy, the girl I kind of recognized from coming in with the guy, but the guy I definitely recognize because he comes in a lot, like a lot, a lot. Um, so much so that I recognize her from the previous Friday. But that's not who he brought to the bar on Saturday. That's what I ask. Is he always with the same girl? No, no, he's not always with the same girl. Of course. So they came in. And, you know, I'm going to make the story as short as possible because there's so many different turns. Oh, I want all the layers. No, not all of them. We don't have enough time. Oh, but I'll give you the layers. Okay. Yeah, like a lasagna. So they come in. They sit down. I take their order. And she says, do you want what we just had at the last place? Sure, babe. Give me that. Cool. Tequila, ginger ale, pineapple. I say that because when they told me that order, I was like, oh, it's just all sugar. Just all sugar. So you guys are just trying to ride that high. Yep. Plus, you don't really drink. You just like to get drunk. Yep. And you've already been drinking. And now you're here. So in my mind, antennas are up, but not in a bad way. Put the drinks in front of him. He gives me the card. Start the tab. I step over to the side. I'm doing something else. I come back. It's only been maybe two minutes. Then I can hear them getting loud. I'm like, okay, why are they getting loud? Maybe they're just hype from all the sugar. <laughs> cool. I can understand that. You're just getting hype from your fucking sugar. Cool. Then I heard her saying, well, show me then. Well, show me. And she's Latina. Better show her. You better show her now. Because if you don't show her now, she's going to fucking pop. Whatever it was she asked to be shown, he didn't show her in enough time. Because next thing I know, she... She was looking at her phone or doing something, and he went trying to talk to her. And she's like, don't fucking touch me, and don't touch my phone. And he's standing behind her, his brother. Yeah. Um, and she's like, like I told you, don't touch my fucking phone. And so I'm kind of curious. She asked for something, but then is saying don't touch my phone. Because I thought maybe they were just comparing notes on their cheating, whatever. Okay. But I kind of see her screen, and it's the Lyft app. So she's leaving. About to get out of here. He's like doing the whole, let me box her in. No, nah, babe, you can't leave. You can't leave this and that. And she turns to him. And she says, bro, you touch my phone again. The fact that she called him, bro, that set me off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was already like, bro, she's done with you. She's if over. she's calling you, bro, yeah. just let her leave. It's over. She already has a Lyft app open. And now you've been broed. That's worse, to, that's worse than the friend zone. Yeah. In my opinion, you get called, bro, you're beneath friend. You're bro. But not my bro. Yeah. You're my bro. <laughs> We've already fucked. Your bro. And I'm calling yeah. you bro. Yeah. You're beneath yeah. my bros. That's <laughs> so I'm seeing all that. He's still trying to fucking keep her in the fucking room, you know? And then. Uh, Question. Is the place packed or is it kind of. No, 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 no. It's a Sunday. It's not Got packed. You. Come okay, on. cool, cool, cool. Um, so everyone can But they're there. at the end of the bar closest to the restroom. Oh, okay. Just to paint that picture. Okay. So uh, for those of you out there, the. The bar starts from here, goes down to here. They're here on the very last two chairs. The entrance is on the other yeah. side. But the restroom is back here. I see him out of nowhere go pick. He's saying to her, 
I don't even talk to her. What are you talking about? I got no communication with her. I'll show you my phone. And she goes, no, you were supposed to show it to me when I asked you. You walked away. Now you want to show me. I was like, damn, you really fucked up that bad. All right, cool. Plus, on top of this, he's also one of those guys that walks in. It's like, hey, bro, that's my bartender right there. I'm no one's bartender, my (laughs) boy. You got to calm that down. You don't tip that well. What do you mean? And he's always that guy that wants everyone in the room to know how important he is and know how many people he knows. Yep. Again, he answers his phone. Oh, hey, what are you doing? Where you at? We have shoe baby right super now, loud. but he said that super loud and then starts walking down the hallway away from her Ooh. as he turns the corner. This woman went knees to chest, full elbow and sprinted down the hallway to him. To him. This hallway is 25 feet max, max. Yeah. not a short hallway. You don't have to sprint. You take seven good steps and you're back yeah. there. The fact that she went back there as fast as she did. Man, I was trying to catch this motherfucker. She goes back there. I hear some I hear some loud stuff for a minute, Ooh. and then she comes walking back, but I don't see him. So then when he comes back out. What are you she, doing during this? Were you about to I'm go, behind the bar. No, you this point, you, you just stop everything. You no. just watch. Yeah. As we, yeah. I, I can't speak for any other place. I can say for my place and places like mine, once this all goes on, you just have to strap in and strap on. Just get out of the fucking way. <laughs> And just watch. And that's what I'm doing. Because I also had uh, Danny and Javi. Shout out to them. Um, I'm trying to fill them in on the story because we were having a conversation while these people were standing next to them arguing. They could hear them getting loud, but they were trying not to be rude and listen to the conversation. So therefore, they're like, do you know what's going on? I was like, yes, Yes, I'm going to tell you in a minute. So I'm updating them as she runs back. I'm updating them on what happened. I was like, so he's in here all the time. He was here with her on Friday, but with another bitch on Saturday. And they're like, oh my God, tell me more. So then I'm telling them that. What you guys are doing, I think it's called brewing the beer instead of telling the tea. But yeah. I like that. I like that. Never heard that. that. That's nice. Whoever came up with that. Uh, CC him because yeah. I'm going to say that he did it yeah. it's the first time I heard it yeah. so I'm telling him the story but then she comes walking back so then you got to like yeah. lower the volume on the story but I'm still kind of telling it and then he comes back he's like babe 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 blah, 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 this and that so then she did this move I'm picking this up because it's yeah. the size of a Collins glass she grabs the glass and starts walking back like drinking her drink as fast as possible through the straw, walking to walking the, the length of the bar. Oh, okay, and she drank until she got to the end of the bar and sat it down, never said a word, and just walked out of the fucking venue like a fucking movie, like a fucking G. I loved it when I saw it with him following her, baby, 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 baby. They get outside. My security guard looks at me because he has no idea what's going on, and I look at him and I give him that smile like. This is going to be a story, bro. Like, <laughs> I need you to take notes. And he turns around and walks back outside. He's like, all right, I'm going to go out there with them. I got you. And then Danny and Javi get up and they're like, do you mind if we go outside and vape? I was like, yeah, go ahead. Bring back the story. I can't leave. I'm the only bartender on. So they leave. I'm sitting inside. I'm still laughing. Very confused. <laughs> and they go outside. And they're outside for a minute. And so then I I feel like I have a break where I can go check on him. I walk outside real quick. As I get out there, I see him and our security guard, David. Shout out to David. 
he's looking at him. Then he turns and sees me. He's looking at me. And then Avi and Daddy are there, both with their vapes, like this, just it's watching cold. the whole thing. Yeah. And I see the dude go, babe, your phone. Come get your phone. And then David goes to me, he said, have you seen Ken Peel? I was like, yeah. He's like, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> And I started laughing, but then the dude looks at me and I said, like, Alright, I'm going back inside. I just broke back in. Because I was like, All right, cool. You caught me. We're all outside. You yeah. caught me. I laughed too hard. That's fine. I go back inside. <laughs> I get back behind the bar. Then Danny and Javi walk back in and they sit back down. And then he comes in, he's like, dude, where were you? I was like, yo, bro, I was working. I'm s- what do you mean? He's like, he like, what do you mean you were working? You couldn't help me out. I was like, bro, help, help you how? He was like, well, you heard her yelling at me. This I was like, yeah, but I was working. I wasn't listening to that. That's a lie. <laughs> I wasn't listening to that. Absolutely. And how was I supposed to help you? He's like, she threatened to punch me. And I was like, oh, she is Latina. <laughs> Comes with the territory. But like, what sort of dude goes to a bartender and is like, "My girl threatened to punch me. Why weren't you protecting me, bro?" What am I supposed to do? Also, yes. uh, what do you want me to do? Punch her for also, you? Like, you were legitimately here a couple of nights ago with a different chick, so with a different Latina. So what? Like, I'm I have no right to actually be on your side in this no. situation. No, I don't owe you or her anything, but definitely not you. And no. you don't tip. Well, and you don't tip fuck well. you. Yeah, I hadn't even said that yet, but he don't. <laughs> so fuck you. Because he had non-tipper energy. That's how you know. Yeah. This motherfucker don't tip. Mm-mm-mm. So he's saying all of that. And I was like, hey, man, I'm sorry. And he's like, you didn't hear that whole conversation? I was like, nah, tell me what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking Oh, bullshit. my God. And he's like, hey, well... I don't even know. I didn't do nothing. I was like, I know what you did because I know you. So yeah, I saw what you line. did. Don't give me that line. Come on, man. So she says that. We can be real now. And he says, I don't know. I don't know where she just goes, ooh, I just want to punch you, bro. Or no, I just want to punch you. I was like, nah, she said, bro, if you touch my phone again, I'm going to punch you in the face. You That's what I'm thinking. Back. No, in oh, my mind. You quoted the back. No, no. Because you weren't yeah. listening. Okay. He hasn't closed out yet, yeah, so sure. I can't be that guy. Uh, yeah. like, I don't want to jeopardize the tip. <laughs> <laughs> so... He says that, and I'm like, oh, man, that's fucked up. She just wanted to punch you out of nowhere? He's like, yeah, I don't know why. She just started flipping out and this and that. She just, She's like, oh, I just want to punch you, bro, and she's just being violent. And I was like, hey, man, that sucks. So she had to go through that, you know, and that fucking sucks. Like, yeah, that's I was crazy. like, I still got your drink here. Do you want it? He's like, nah, I don't want that. I was like, you want to close out? He's like, nah. So then he starts going around. Oh, no, actually, let me not forget this part. He goes, she left her phone. Again, the Megan moment. So I was like, all right, do you want me to hold that? He's like, yeah, because I don't even want her to come back to me for her phone. Cool. Got you. Take the phone. I put it on the back bar. This is a setup for later. And he starts walking around, talking to other people in the venue, telling them the story. No way. Making himself the victim. No way. And then buying them a shot to listen to him be the victim. What? Because he needed that. He needed validation. that just that validation yeah. of them yeah. being like, oh, bro, I can't believe that happened to you, this and that. That's how he gassed himself up That's to feel so like he weird. was the hero or the victim 
in this story. And so he keeps doing that. And then she walks in and I see her, I see her walk in and I'm talking with another guest and I stop the conversation with the guest. I was, Hey, I apologize. I'll be right back. And I just grab her phone and I just hand it to her. Yeah. You don't need to say anything. Yeah. I saw everything, even though I'm acting like I didn't with him. Right. Here's your phone. Right. The fact that you had to go through all of that, here's your fucking phone. Yeah, I was wondering if she had gotten her lift if <clears throat> she didn't have her phone. So the thing yeah. is, is when she ordered the lift, that's why they were outside. Yeah. I, I skipped that part. Thank you. Um, I missed it. But the whole interaction outside, her lift was there waiting for her to get inside. And he kept blocking the doors and wouldn't let her get in. Oh. He never did anything to her, but he just kept being like, no, 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 come on, let's talk about it, let's talk about it, which, if you're that type of person that will cheat, and then when you get caught, make it seem like it's the other person's fucking fault or problem, fuck you, all right? Let that person leave. Stop making your problems their problems, so fuck you, period. But now we are at this point where I hand her her phone back, and she just looks at me, and she just goes... And then turns and walks out. Good on her. Yeah. And I was, hey, thank you for doing that. Thank you for coming back and not causing more of a scene. Yeah. Even after you told him, yo, I will embarrass you here in front of everybody. You didn't. Yeah. Cool. I'll give you that. She leaves. Like I said, he's still buying shots for everybody, right? Did he see her come in? He did, but he was standing on the opposite side of the venue. Okay. And by then he knew, leave it alone. Yes. So he's still buying shots for everybody. So my bar manager, Tristan, shout out to Tristan, comes up. And I can see the look on his face. He's extremely frustrated. I'm like, Tristan, why are you so frustrated? He's like, because this asshole, while I was in the bathroom, and I went and used the bathroom and was washing my hands, he says over the phone, oh, of course this motherfucker is going to pick right now to dry his hands. He's like, you're in the fucking bathroom. What else am I supposed to be doing? So Do you want me to use your shirt? <laughs> so he says, I'm standing behind the bar, so this cocksucker knows that I work here. I need him to understand he was having a petty moment. Yeah. He was like, I need him to understand that's who you were talking shit to, the person who can kick you out. Right. All right, cool. So he's standing there having this petty moment. I get all that. Tristan walks away. And I'm talking, I'm talking to Daddy and Javi. And I just want to tell this part because this is one of those things where I really fucked up because so much was going on. Hav's telling me this. He's, he's, he's saying something to Danny. And then I say, yo, can you bring me back into this conversation? I just want to be a part of this. So I'm not a part of this right now. Yeah. And then they're both like, oh, we're talking about your homeboy. We're talking about your homeboy. I thought they were talking about Tristan. Because he was standing in that direction that they were motioning to. But they were talking about the other asshole. Yeah. And they just kept calling him homeboy because they don't have a name for him. Right. And I get it. And I, I literally fucked up. I thought he said something about Hinge and about T. And I was like, oh, yeah, he already told me about that. And he was like, the fuck you mean? They had talked for a little bit. And I fucked up as a bartender and fucking threw out that I knew their business that they had talked for a little bit. So Hav is sitting there like, how the fuck do you know that? And I was like, okay, well, I fucked up. I'm sorry. Can we go back to the other bullshit? (laughs) And it's the only reason we were able to come back from me fucking up that bad. And as that happens, my other bartender comes up and says, yo, that one guy, 
his card's declining. And I was like, fuck, his card's declining. I was like, all right, we'll go talk to him about it. No sooner do I say that, I see two LAPD motherfuckers walk into the bar. Wait, what? Slowly. Wait, what? Oh, my God. And then walk up behind this motherfucker while he's mid telling the fucking story. And I see both of them go, this guy, this guy, this guy. And then they go to talk to him and they're like, hey. Who are they so, asking is this the guy to? To homeboy. They're, the they're saying it to each other, but they're motioning to right, him. They're yeah, literally they're standing behind each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And they're motioning to each other. Is this yeah. the guy? Is this the description so that we got? So she's not back. She, okay. She's yeah. been gone. She's gone. Okay. So apparently she called the cops and said that he assaulted her. So then the, D, the, not DJ, the security guard was like, he never assaulted her. He never put hands on her. Because every time he would get close to being in her bubble, he would say hands and old boy would go like this. And it just was one she of She would say hands or he would no, say No, no, no. The security guard oh, would security. say okay, he would so say he hands, was like yeah, yeah. don't touch her. Yeah, 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 like yeah. if you're gonna get in her way and make this worse, that's one thing. But do not fucking put hands on right. her. Because then on him, he's like, even though you're not on property, I'm not gonna allow you to put hands on her like yeah. that. Yeah. So the security guard had to jump in and say, No, he never assaulted her, he never did anything. Yeah. So at the end of the story, they're both fucking villains. Jeez Louise. Both fucking villains. Unless he had assaulted her outside of that at some point. But yeah. Which, yeah. That, that is reading into a story that I, I'm, I'm not comfortable yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying that based on everything that was happening before that, to then call the cops while the person is in the venue. Yeah. Like, With a made story. Yeah. To say yeah, you're yeah. going to embarrass yeah. someone is one thing. To then literally embarrass them and put them in a position where something else could happen. As his card else. was declining. They deserve each other. As his card was declining. So the other bartender was like, well, what do I do? I was like, wait until we find out if he's getting arrested. Yeah. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> did his card go through? That time. Yeah. And then, like, eventually he, he did that move where they moved money over. Yeah. But then he ordered another round and then it declined again. I'm like, I need you to move enough money over for you to get through the rest Whatever of your night. Whatever the sir. rest of your night looks Please. like. They Please. they deserve each other. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They both were toxic. As yeah, they're fuck. both terrible people. They deserve each other. Jeez, Louise. I hope it works out. Yeah, and they can be miserable together forever. God Just don't have damn. kids. That's all I Please, ask. Yeah. Oh, they will. Just don't have kids. They, they will. will. He'll I get really, her pregnant. I really hope they don't. He'll get her pregnant. Oh, no, nah, I really hope he doesn't. He will. Yeah, it's I hate that like shit. Ronnie and Sammy from Ryan Stapp. <laughs> never seen. Never seen it. Never seen it. So, so again, that's just one of those things that you may have to deal with on any given shift. Yes. Yes, that was a long story. But was that was though. my shift. Worth it it yeah. was that was my Sunday wow, evening. Sunday that night. was a Sunday. Yeah. Wow. Just a Sunday. Like how yeah. What was the entire length of time would you say that whole story unfolded? Um like a good two, two and a half hours. That's a lot of drama. In two wow. Shifts. Yeah, about two, two and a half that's hours. A, yeah, that's, that's a lot but of time. Your, yeah. But your shift went hella fast, so. It did. <laughs> yeah. It really when did. When you got drama like that going on, like, you just, everything's next, unfolding. Yeah, next thing I knew, I was getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> like, you ready to go? I'm like, yeah. That, yeah. I, I wrote everything down. I got all my notes. <laughs> I got all my notes for the week, I man. No more notes. Yeah, that that was some wild shit. I've never, ever, even when I've seen a fight happen in a bar, I've never seen the cops walk all the way in. I've mm. uniformed police standing in front of a bar ten years. I've never seen it. Yeah, not once. And mostly, usually, like wait till you come out or some shit. Like, yeah, 
Exactly. Like, if anything, I would have expected them to get the security guard to come get him and tell him to come yeah. outside. But to have two cops standing behind you while you're telling a story about being and your victim. cards declining all at the same time, man, you got to pick a struggle. <laughs> you really got to pick a struggle. Um, but yeah, anybody got anything else they'd like to throw out for? I mean, Let's save especially for you because you're the guest today. Anything you wanted to talk about on the way out? Any any stories or topics, real quick? Uh, not not anything coming to mind. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, you can always come back. Yeah. 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 I'm down. yeah. Please come back. We need your face yeah. here on the podcast. Nobody can see it. So we can twin again. Yeah. Yay. Next time we're both in the shades. Yeah. I mean, I got a leather jacket. We can both. Yeah. Leather jackets up. and shades next time. Yeah. Blade it up. Blade and blade. <laughs> no, all right, cool. We can revisit next time. Just put it on the drawing board. It doesn't need to go on any board. <laughs> okay. See y'all next week. Bye, right, y'all. Blade. Well, blade is black blade because it's already BL. You just said black blade. <laughs>